to another week another episode of generation x gaming i'm your host 30 and still gaming and join me each and every single week is sarge mccluskey how's it going bro this coffee is strong what, what you got there what are you drinking what type yeah. is it dark regular italian, italian espresso Ooh, nice uh we're on episode 156 those of you that don't know what generation x gaming is the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week and we rant along the way on today's episode we're going to be talking about a lot about Anthem. Anthem comes out tomorrow in the VIP. Uh, VIP, I will be playing it tomorrow at noon, noon to two. And then we'll probably be back late night. Uh, I have 10 hours to play uh, it with my origin access that I, I have. So, uh, and I do have uh, three codes. I'm giving one to Sarge. I'm giving one to maybe Blue if he wants it on Xbox. Uh, and then whoever else would like a, a code, I can give you one. Um, but you'll come by the stream tomorrow, and we'll try to give it out to somebody. Um, other than that, we have stories of IGN with a bad review, or I should say a redacted review. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Fallout 76 with a new PvP mode. We're going to talk about that for a bit. We're also going to talk... Can we, can, we, can we talk about them releasing their clothing line? Oh, that I didn't. Was a pretty, that was pretty good, I, too. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bring that one up. I didn't bring that one All up. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about Bungie a little bit, because uh, Sarge, Sarge brought up something right before the show. He was uh, a little uh, worried about Bungie, so we're going to talk about that. Um, and then what else? We got one more thing. Oh, the Fortnite V-Buck laundering money scheme that's going on. So we're going to talk about that. So we'll talk about those, the smaller portions yeah, of the, of the that's news. That's how you know gamies come up. That's gamies in the forefront now, man. Right, when you're when laundering money. are using gaming as laundering. That's right. So... We're going to talk about those those stories first, and then we'll go into Anthem pretty much the second half of the show because it's going to fill a lot of it up. Um, so let's start it off. Well, let's start off with the Fortnite laundering money, right? Let's start off with, 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 with that. So here's the story. Fortnite V-Bucks reportedly being used for money laundering, okay? So the way they're doing it is people are taking uh, the stolen credit cards, and using it to purchase V-Bucks, okay? Then they're taking these V-Bucks and they're shifted to players at discounted rates with essentially cleans the money in the process, right? Uh, this makes sense, right? So you're taking real money, stolen credit cards, converting it to a virtual game currency, which is a high demand for, okay? And then you're selling that V-Bucks on the intraweb, okay? Not only the internet, okay? But they're also doing it on the black internet the 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 black web the dark web as they call it which is a real thing and this is not a, a fake story the, the, the dark internet we got it right it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's called, called the dark it's called web the dark internet it's called i i'm just i want to call it racist all right because where's the white internet right why is it dark internet and then there's there's no white internet i'm just i'm just saying right you got everyone's got to be equal all right so the dark web uh has large amounts of money are flowing right like this is like shady people in the dark web, okay? There's like 
sex scandals going on, like underground slave trading and stuff, like real shit, like real things, and V-Bucks. Laundering V-Bucks next to your, your kids being shipped across the, uh, across the sea on the dark web, and V-Bucks are being... So nothing's being done about this, right? So what it says is malicious person are entitled uh, Epic Games' weak security measures, saying that the company doesn't seem to care about players defraud and the systems purchasing discount V-Bucks directly touches the ability to to, uh, to threat actors to launder money through the game, okay? So they don't, they're not doing anything, okay? They're not gonna do anything, why? Because they're making $3 billion a year and this is just a small percentage, okay, of what's happening here. So what do you, what do you, what do you think about this, Sarge? What do you think about V-Bucks being laundered uh, on the dark web? Well, if it's possible for someone to to get away with something in a new in a new way, they're going to do it, right? This I'm not surprised. It's just another another tool used by criminals to be able to move money from point A to point B, and because the amount of money that's being made on V bucks is so great, it's not even a blip, right? right? You can't even you can't look at it as well. Where does that money coming from? It, it literally is washed immediately because purchasing a V bucks just goes right back into the system, right? Just by another skin or by whatever. Right. And so they're selling at a discounted rate. It moves really quick. Uh, mommy and daddy's credit cards are being used by the by the thousands, and we just move it. Uh, I'm sure they're going to crack down eventually, right? But what has to happen is the number has to hit a certain amount for it to be worrisome for them. You know what I mean? Like it has to. If if you're making three billion and a, and a couple and a hundred million dollars is being moved illegally, no one's really gonna bat. Well, it here out. I'll give you I'll give you some numbers here real fast, right? There's 200 million people playing Fortnite. 200 million accounts. Right. Okay. There's only 50,000 online scams a month. So it's only it's minute. Minute of the, of the 200 million, only 50,000, right? But out of 200 million accounts, there's only 50,000. You know, you want me to do, do I can do math for you if you want to do math. I don't want to do math, yeah, though. I think, like, I think that's five percent, isn't it? Uh, maybe, yeah, right? sounds about right. Five percent, that's about five percent. Yeah. When it reaches like 15 or 20 percent, then they'll start pushing the button. Until then, it's the cost of doing business, yeah. I think, for, like, like I said, I think it's ingenious what they're doing. I mean, not as ingenious as Soja Boy, but, oh. but, but very, but very genius. Dude, you that, know? that guy. I, we didn't even bring up that story. Did we talk about that last I, week? I don't, I don't want to talk about him. Oh, I'll we did. We talked about it last week. We talked you about it last week. You know it, and I know it, and everybody who's listening to us knows it, that he's just the guy that sells stuff off the back of a truck. And so, so yeah, I'm not giving him any time. So, so Tally, just to let you know, I think what they're doing is, I think you can, you can purchase the V Bucks off of the Microsoft Store, and you can gift them, if I'm not mistaken, because a lot of people give out free V Bucks, right? A lot of people give out free V Bucks. Now, I'm not really too sure if they give you a code, if you can go buy certain things. I think what they what they can do, um, I, I believe that's what they do. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know it was a thing either. I think you can give out because. All these YouTubers and stuff are like, oh, like my video, and uh, you can win a chance to win uh, such and such V-Bucks. What I think they do is they uh, tag their account or whatever and then give it to them. I'm not really too sure. But it's just funny to me that this is actually a laundering scheme going on with the, with yeah, the V-Bucks. Yeah, full-blown, dude. It's full-blown. Right. So 
let's go from one clusterfuck to the next. Uh, the next the next one is Fallout 76 PvP survival mode beta planned. Okay, now this is the screenshot that I I have. Do you have a facepalm emote yet? I I, I don't. I don't have you any a, emotes. You need a facepalm emote. Once once I get partnered, I'll have some emotes. Um, so here's the adventure, and then here's the survival beta. This is coming out in March. Okay, now this is what it says. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be able to use your existing character for survival mode or create a new one. If you use existing characters, your progress will be carried over between two modes. Uh, this means that it, if you are if you fire all of your ammo, right, waste all your ammo or level up or complete a quest or spend the caps and find fancy new weapons in survival, you'll also be reflected on your character in the regular game mode, which is now stated as adventure mode. In survival mode, all other players except teammates or public event partners are flagged and hostile. So PvP will not require the low damage invitation shot instigate the fight. You can just attack other players without restrictions from the first shot uh, you fire. Um, what happens when you die in PvP combat hasn't been completely decided, and Post says that the systems and rules will be experimented with after survival mode is released. Uh, currently, players who die in survival mode will not uh, will be unable to use a seek revenge respawn option against their aggressor. And you can only choose a respawn at your camp or Vault 76. So that that is the here here's the problem. I'll let you go first, Sarge. Um, so what do you think about this new? I know you haven't played it. I know you haven't played it, but you've been watching it closely and stuff. So what do you think of this new game mode that they're bringing out to to Fallout 76? What I what I think is interesting is that the raging dumpster fire that is fallout 76 it's a is, right, is like fire. right here yeah. just burning and nobody's the people the bethesda and the people involved aren't acknowledging any of it they're just like we're gonna just roll with it and they're gonna be like hey by the way kids we're coming out with a different version it's gonna be great i can't believe that you guys still bought it so we're gonna make sure you guys have some content to play with like it's it's a complete ignorance of like what is actually happening right okay the game isn't stable as it is, just just by itself, not stable. Then you have the the ability to get all items from the development room and people are selling it. And you're being able to also on top of that, glitch bugged items that can stack so you can one shot Scorch Beasts in one shot, okay? So after all that's still going on, there's no fixes yet, but don't worry, we're going to put in a survival mode and that'll make everything better. Like, I don't understand how, what's the thought process. Right. Okay, so what's the, what's going to be survival mode? I'm going to get one shot by the guy who has the stacked bobbleheads. And right. so once he once he initiates initiated combat. You're dead. There's no initiation. There's no initiation. Yeah, right, there's no initiation. It's there's instant just, death. You're dead. Yeah, it's dead. Right, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you're going to have griefing on a whole new level. Like guys who just go around just, and, and by the way, it's not even going to be like you can never actually do anything about it. I'm trying to I'm trying to mine or I'm trying to do whatever. I get one shotted. Yep. I get one shotted. I get one shotted. And he's yep. just following me around, constantly one shotting. Well, me. when you no, when you die, you can only go back to either your camp or Fallout 70 or or, or the vault, right? Okay, That's so what, we're, we're going to space out the 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 amount that the guy can actually find you. He'll just find you again. Well, well, think about how frustrating this would be, right? So let's say my my camp is, I don't know, on the bottom right-hand corner of the map. And I 
am exploring on the far left side bottom of the map and a guy kills me there my two options are go to the middle of the map where fallout 76 where vault 76 is or back to my camp now i have to fast travel again back over to the other side and that's going to take money away from me right so people people are going to get very upset very quickly on the, how they have to constantly travel non-stop back and forth once they get one-shotted right so the the scenario here is they can't bring in they can't bring in i want fallout 76 let me let me phrase this i want fallout 76 to do a comeback story like a no man's sky right i want them to do a, a, a comeback story like division okay i want them to do a comeback story like all other games that were out there that were dog shit that brought it back and made it something okay my problem is things keep getting leaked things keep getting posted so they want to bring in people people vaults uh, uh vendors sorry people vendors okay you cannot bring in people vendors until you get a control of your economy in the game okay which right now is out of control the duping glitches are f like so many duping glitches right they still there's still people there's still people going into that room okay there's still people going into the room. Yeah, because you grab you grab as much as you can, right. which is unlimited. I just grab whatever right. until my weight is full, and I just right. it's like super it it's over. like supermarket sweep. They're just coming in there, they gotta grab off the stuff off the shelf. Yeah. That's that's right, supermarket sweep. That's how old we are here, people. Okay, if you catch the jokes, you you might be the same age as us. All right, so they just go in there and they start taking everything. Right. Well, if if they if they bring that back into the world, their economy is absolute shit. Not that the game's not. A dumpster fire now the in-game economy is a dumpster fire because now you're going to try to bring in player vendors which you can't do because your economy is all fucked up because anyone can make any weapon they want right they have bobbleheads that they're making one-shot weapons right they're going to strike they're going to these people are going to have so much money and so many bottle caps that they're, they're going to outweigh the people that are struggling to get bottle caps right so your economy is completely trashed right now and now now you're bringing a survival mode in so now you're bringing basically adventure mode and hardcore mode Right, because that's what this is. Anyone around you can kill you with one shot. There's no, and if I have my bobbleheads that I keep putting on the fucking on the gun, and I sh one shoot you, that's going to be infuriating so bad. Especially if you, I mean, if if they're interchangeable, why would you play unless you want the challenge? Okay, why would you play survival over adventure? Right, because you could farm an adventure and then go gank people in survival. Right, so I don't, I don't really see how this is. There has to be. We don't know much about it yet, but there's got to be some sort of value in survival mode that makes you go, you know what? I'm gonna play survival mode because of this, not because I want PvP and want to get killed by one one shot every time. You know what I'm saying? Because they're intertwined. They're intertwined. Think of think of the the roundtable discussions that they're having. That, regardless of how bad it actually is. The guys who do the math are saying, well, we have this many copies that are sold. So if we just if we just get it stable and then put the microtransactions in, we should be fine. Like that's that's the conversation. Right. right? Because if, if 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 there were no if there were no microtransactions going to be had, right? And this is just we're just trying to fix the game, right? We're not even talking if about that's the, lunch the case, boxes, right? If that's the case, then the game would be dead. Like Atlas dead. You know, it would be dead. But because, but because you know that the microtransactions are there somewhere, the powers that be have decided that 
this is how many copies are in, are being played. This is how many people are playing per, per week. And if we just get this game stable and then put them in, we'll make our money back. That's what it is. Right. That's exactly what it is. Uh, we're, we're talking about Fallout 76. They have a new game mode tweak. Uh, they have the uh, survival game mode. Uh, there's even stories that EB Games pulling the standard edition from the shelves. Yeah, that that uh, that's from what's his name, uh, the Corley. Well, it's not. It's not. It's and not that he, he had a rep come and he had a he had a rep contact him and say the reason they the, took him the out because it's not. That's from yeah, the the, the, it's because the they're not selling. So they took the, the standard edition off the shelves because it's just not right, selling. Right. The rumor. The rumor is they're removing it off the shelf because the game's going to go free. That's not a correlation. That's right. made up. Right. Okay. The, the story was that game stores, whether it be EB or GameStop or whoever, are actually pulling them down off the shelf because they're not moving. Right. So either they either under contract that that Bethesda has to buy them back. Right. They ship them back. No, they ship them back. They ship them back. They're just not moving. They it's put them back in the box and ship them back. Free. Yeah. It's got nothing to go. If listen, let's put it this way: if it went free, it would be like dropping a nuke on a dumpster fire. Okay. Because. Everybody who actually physically bought the game would be so fucking mad right. that they would all stop playing. They'd be like, fuck your game. I'm out. Right? That's what I would do. If I paid $60 for a game, and then two months later you told me the game was free? Right. What? Well, you're done. I mean, you're well, done. what's the difference between – get me this, though. What's the difference if a new system comes out, right, and I paid max price 300 bucks? And then a month later, it goes on sale for fifty bucks discount, and I'm I'm buying it right, and some and someone else buys it for fifty dollars less a month later. Why why I don't see anyone getting mad about that, right? If if you're first into something, that's right? fine, but it's not, no, it's not but two no, months later the game is free. No no I understand that. Well it's not free now anyway. What I'm saying is though, people get upset because games are going free. Well if you can wait, right? You can wait if you if you if you don't want to buy a game, especially this day and age with digital. It's not like you have to go to the store and physically purchase it. You can just literally sit there and per hit a button, and then it's downloaded to your your game, right, to your, your console. So people getting upset that they buy something early and then they get gypped because a month later it's free or discounted rate, that's that's just life, man. That it, That's supply and demand. I, I get it, bro, but I'm just saying if, if it happened to go free, which is not going to, but you would piss off if it a goes, lot of If it goes free... It won't go free for the first year. I guarantee that. Because that, that would be suicide for them, right? The year is like that magic number where you're like, you know what? It's been a year. I mean, I think Evolved waited a really long time to make it free. And that game was a crap. That was a, a crap shoot, right? That was a crap show. So what about this? This is just a theory. Put my tinfoil hat on. Okay. I'm what gonna, if, we're going to have to make a tinfoil hat, bro. You know that, right? What, what if... Bethesda, because remember, Bethesda doesn't like giving out early content to anyone to review or anything. They, they're anymore. Against, anymore, right. They don't do that anymore, right? What if they made Fallout 76 discs to put in stores, and they knew they weren't going to sell because of whatever they purposely did to this game, right? Because it's, it's all a test, right? To make a point going, well, see, we have to eat all this cost now. We made all these discs, and now they're being sold back to us, right? Oh. So now we should just go digital, all digital, all the time. Oh, please. I'm just saying, because now you go, well, look at all these things. They're showing the investors. They're showing the investors, look, we made all these games. We have pallets of these games that are not being sold, right? But yet digital, 
we have no returns because they can't return those. Right. Right. No, no returns and no return policy. Right. It's a win-win. For right. The company. <laughs> no, no. I, it's again, a win-win. Again, this it, is my tinfoil hat. We'll be able to sell stuff to people that don't want it. Exactly. And then when we find out they got robbed, they exactly. can't return it. It's right. a beautiful win. <laughs> right. We save on the cost of shipping. We save on the materials to make the disc. And we also save because we don't have to return right. anything. Right. Exactly. Genius. It's the a, stocks will go higher. It's a win-win-win. Right. So that's just a theory of mine, right? Because if you if you if you force something on somebody and they're like, well, we don't want these. These are pieces of shit. They're like, see, they didn't want these hard disk copies anymore. We're all just gonna stay with digital copies from now on. So, so that's that's that story. Um, let me see what the next story we have here. Uh, there's, there's there's a lot of shitty shit going on. Yeah, a little shady stuff, including including this one right here, right? Okay. Are there any good news? Anybody got any good news stories? I've been looking for good news. Uh, this, this is how bad it is. I've been looking for positive news stories. <laughs> no one writes anything about any positivity. Yet. Unless there's a dog or a baby involved, no one writes anything or someone yeah. wins a lottery. Yeah. A there's, small there... child in the well saved. Right. Uh, saved the dog from drowning. Right. Uh, fireman rescues puppy. Like right. that's all there ever is. That's it. It's if you if you save someone from from a misery of death yeah, or wins the lottery. You're, that's positive news, and if it's not, then it's all bad news. All right, so the studio behind this first-person shooter slash RTS hybrid successfully DMCA'd its own game, okay? Its publisher had allegedly failed to pay Ammo Box Studios uh, for, their, for their game. So the whole story goes, uh, this hybrid release in early access back in September, since then it, it's received frequent updates, Amassed 87 reviews on, on on Steam. It's an independent game. But earlier this month, in the Steam Store page, it was disabled. The reason, the studio behind the actual game, okay, Eximus, Ammo Box Studios, filed a DMCA to take down notice for for its own game. Right? For its like, own game. Right. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> so it says in the, in the article, it's an odd move by any measure, but it makes sense. Ammo Box has alleged that Eximus publisher, the Game uh, Wall Studio, the Game Wall Studio, has failed to pay the studio for sales on its title. A long story short, it had to file a DMCA against its very own game on Steam to uh, rest its off-published reads a post on Steam dated January 10th. DMCA has just kicked the result, uh, resulting in a game being taken off Steam store page. Legal actions in the process of being taken because the publisher was has went off the grid and has not made any payments of the sale of the game to developers. The Game Wall Studios has breached publishing agreements and the rights to distribute to distribute has been terminated. Since then, Amobox has managed to uh, rest in the game's uh, clutch, rescue the game from the clutches of the previous publisher, and the game is currently available on early access. It definitely worth reading uh, the article here on uh, Game Radar Report about the situation. What and the, and, how, and how, how sad? How sad is that that a, de a developer makes a game, published, but the publisher hasn't given the developer any money for three months? Right. So, here's the other part of the story that they didn't write, but this is the hearsay that they think the publisher is one guy. Like it's rumored, rumored. It's, right. That's what I said. It's rumored, speculated that it's one guy that owns the business that didn't pay these people. Now, I have to say, kudos to him. For, for for trying something like this, but it's a shitty business practice, right? Like these guys work really hard to make their game. I don't care if it's a triple A studio or if it's a you or know not. or it's not. It's time, bro. They it's they time. have it's people's development time. Right. Look, 
respect the player's time in the game respect the developer's time that made that game right you got to pay the people you got to pay them you got to pay them especially when it's an early access and, they, and they've who knows how long it took them to, to and everybody to make this gets game. everybody gets upset when they when they try to make like regulations for things you know like rules right and everyone's like we want it to be no rules we want it to be i want the free market system i want every, everyone will just do what they have to do don't worry about it like it's incorrect it's incorrect every time the uh, business reaches a certain level or a market reaches a certain level there's going to be the people that take advantage of the system every time it's just it's it's a given it's a given right you cannot you cannot establish anything like this without rules without something happening it's going to happen every single time i i feel bad for this development team oh absolutely all right uh now here's the here the worst part is is that even if they try to assume or something he'll just either claim bankruptcy or whatever and then just disappear right and he'll do right? it again right and he'll right? Do you it know again. what i mean so it's like Unless, unless there's things that are uh, protocols that are involved, I, I, I'm waiting to see what the what the backlash is. I like to see the guy go to jail. I want to see where he is and whatever the rules are for the country he's in. Well, you here's, go the to jail. here's the thing: if if he filed, it's a business, right? Like if if I was the owner of the business and it was under Eximus Publisher, the company gets. It all depends on how you structure the company. Well, understandable, right. understandable. But he gets whoever's no, in charge, no. whoever's in charge of the company now goes to jail, regardless of what it is. They might not be able to take any money from you, right? Because it's right. under the company name, right? But the person in charge who made the decisions, you're going to jail. Yeah. Then, then there's, then there's uh, on top of this another story that I didn't even bring up, is that they're trying to petition and unionize the gaming industry, as far as the developers. And Good. I well here I I I was part of a union right I was part of a union I was part of the local six hundred and the camera in the camera department the camera union in the film industry IATSE and there's good parts and bad parts about this right when you oh, when you when like it, else. well there's more bad parts than good parts right because people that are in the industry right like to be in the union I had to pay my dues right I had to pay dues at monthly dues to be a part of the union. Now, the union was supposed to find work for you as a freelancer and stuff like that, and then also they would take a percentage of, of your fee. But they also get you a certain tier of money, right, which you wouldn't get if you were on a non-union shoot, right? So let's say if I worked on a commercial shoot, I was guaranteed, let's say, like two grand, okay, union shoot. But if it was an independent shoot, I would only make $1,000, okay? But the union's taking part of my money. Now, on top of that, if they go on strike, which happened to me back in 2007, 2008, okay, you have to go on strike. Regardless of what's happening, you need the money. You can't take jobs. You can't take anything, independent or, or union. You can't take jobs. Otherwise, you're a scab, right? This is the same industry, right? Video game developers are the same. It's the exact same as being a, a crew member on a film. Okay, but... Understanding, understanding your 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 point of it on, on how it worked for the movie industry, but well, hold on. The the country in general has lost unionization, well, no, and it's and it's it's degraded the country. But they you need you need certain things as long as the people are not corrupt all the way through the bone. The unions are better as a whole because well, they protect the people. Yeah, but it's not about being corrupt. What I'm saying is, if the industry, if they take this and the game developers take this union and bring it in, it's going to kill the independent game studios 100 percent. i don't right? think so. yeah no it definitely is because the people that want to get the jobs that want to get paid right let's say I'm a, i want to get a job with rockstar because i want to be unionized right 
and to get a job with them, you have to be unionized, okay? And you have to get a certain stat, it, it stature. It structured that well, way, no, but I get what you're but, saying. But unions, that's what it is, right? So let's say now, for instance, the, the company uh, Telltale Games, they went out of business, right? Well, those people lost their, their job, and now they would have to, if they were part of the union, the union would have to position them into other positions somewhere in to, to, to help them out, right? Because that's what they're there for. That's what you're paying your dues for. That's what they're trying to place you in. So you're back in because if you make money, they make money and so on and so forth, right? It's good. So it's, it's like a community in Twitch or, or, or Mixer, right? The community is strong when everyone's working together. If they do this in an independent company, they're like, well, we can't get the good developers that we want because we can't afford them because we have to then take our company and then make it unionized, right? And then have a certain amount of developers on the staff that are unionized, which would then raise the costs of the actual games. And indie developers don't have that money. They don't have that leg room to, to move. So I think if they unionized, and this is just my opinion here, because it happened in the film industry with independent uh, uh, studios, okay? It would kill because then you can't hire a good camera op because he's part of the union, okay? Because you can't afford his pay. And then if you could afford his pay, Right? Then you have to have a certain amount of people on your staff. So you had to have like the director. Well, you just, had to have the just, first AC. Just to say though, bro, just to say, following your, with your logic, which I don't 100% agree with, but the people who get out of school who don't join the union are freelance developers, and they can work for the independent studios until they get known and make enough money to join a union. Correct. So I don't think it would totally destroy independent no, but what developments. I'm well, what I'm saying it is make, it would make it difficult to get good to get you good would be looking for interns. You'd be looking for yes. the guys fresh out of school. Yes. You'd be looking for the up and coming guys and the people who are the people who are established who've been working for game companies for X number of years. I, I let's be honest, bro. I think that. If if that's your profession and that's your job, I don't think you should have to, you you should have to auction your fucking costs. Oh, I agree. Right? I agree. One hundred percent. They work. Developers work. We need to interview a developer. Go talk to a developer. Talk to somebody. I have a friend who was a developer. Okay, long long hours. Don't see family. Okay, crunch time. Same okay? same same don't thing. Make, it's the don't exact make same thing. Money can't cover the nut. Got to do overtime. Like, it's not like Americans don't work hard. Okay. It's the fact that the dollar per hour of what you're actually worth is always being fucked with, yeah. and it's like you're being—it's like you're being toyed with the entire time that you can't be paid what you're worth. The job is the job, okay? If you want the—if you want the product to be good, you have to pay for the product, okay? It's not like it has to be a bazillion dollars, but the 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 difference in pay from a developer to the guy who goes on national television and tells the public that they're uneducated and don't buy it, I'm going to collect my 20 million and walk out the door is the the disparity the, the disparity is huge. He gets 20 million dollars for being a complete prick. No, I Todd Todd Jill and Margaret worked 75 hours last week yep. to make sure the game got released and they were getting paid 1850 an hour. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's like, I'm 100% in for unionizing, right? Because when I work 22 hour days, right? What you just described is exactly why I worked in the film industry. Minimum 12 to 16 hour days. After 12, you would get paid time and a half. After 16, you get double time. After, after uh, I think it's like 18, you get, you get uh, gold time, which is basically your pay, your day rate again on top of that, just for one minute over, right? So if they unionized the developers, you would see game costs go up. Now, I'm not talking about consumer side, just development side. You would see game costs go up, okay, or development side go up, because if they had to put their 16 hours in, okay, or 17 hours in, non-union people 
they work eight hours a couple times, you know, every day, let's say. Then when the crunch time comes, they have to work 12 to 16 hours, right? And then when crunch, crunch time comes in, they're putting like 20 hours in, right? Here's the difference. If they had to do that when they were union, now they're in the union, costs would go up because now they're paying all those employees that are staying over time and a half, double time, gold time, right? So costs would extremely go up. And then game companies would do even more shit, dodgy shit, because they're like, well, it was supposed to be in development for three to five years, but now because we're behind times, we can't afford to keep doing it. So we have to put it out now. And now we have to put microtransactions in it and, and other stuff inside to to cut the costs of, to cover the cost of, of the overtime that we've been putting in. Where right now they're getting away with murder, right? They're getting away with murder because people are working 20 hour shifts and they're only making their, their pay, right? They're only making their pay. Fair wage for fair work, man. I, I agree wage, 100%. There, there, you don't need it don't, doesn't need to get deeper than that fair wage for fair work it doesn't have to be this abusive thing right and and, and a company collecting dues from you doesn't have to be a monstrous number for you to go sit in your, your room someplace and, and then only talk to and only deliberate with other companies two or three times a year and I'm collecting my 10 million dollars a year that's bullshit yeah right I understand dues are dues but fair work for fair pay I feel bad for a lot of developers man a lot of hours go in man a lot of hours a lot of hours all right this next one's a more lighthearted. Uh, story. Now you're not going to believe this. This is not a joke. This is this is an actual thing that's happening. I'm already and, calling shenanigans. And I 100% think it's fantastic. I might I might jump in on some action, but it's in Europe only right now. Okay. Farm Simulator goes esports with a $250,000 pro league. Okay. Now I can't I can't describe this to you. This is what they did. The best actually I can describe it to you. Okay. You ever watch? You did say Farm Simulator, right? Farm Simulator. Yep. Farm Simulator. Let me Like let, Farm Simulator 2019 or 2018 like I drive a tractor planting crops, that Farm Simulator? Yeah. So this is yeah. Yeah. So this is this is what it is and I think this is fantastic, right? Cuz if you ever watch you ever watch ESPN where all of a sudden you're watching like um, The Ocho? You can watch Ocho, whatever, right? Remember ESPN the days The Ocho? Remember the days where you would turn on ESPN and you would see the lumberjack races? Where they like run up a tree, they they yeah. chop a tree and step up on the tree, and they go to the next tree, and they and they completely go. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, how is this? How is this a thing? That's a that's a that's a sport. That's an actual I, sport. I'm okay right? with that being log a sport. tossing, all that stuff. I'm so, okay with that being a sport. But right. But we are we are talking about farm simulator though. Yeah, farm simulator. So I'm still with you. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you right now. Right. So this is what they're doing on farm simulator esports. Right, I'm gonna put the volume up because there's actual commentary. Come into play as well. Once again, picking up two bales. I okay. didn't even think of this yesterday. This yeah. is a really good way to pick up two bales. This is this is happening. Commentary for how a guy is hay baling. This, this is farm simulator tournament championship. Okay, these guys are competing in events where they're taking they're, they're taking their their tractors and they're trying to load load the bay, bale of hay as fast as they can and whoever can do more you see that move right there instead of picking up one bay at a time he did two he forked two bays yes. on purpose he got yeah. two of them it's whoever can carry the most tactics right tactics right think about this 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 is why i love this is why i love i don't care how you make your money in, in, in the world why am i hearing myself all of a sudden twice am i echoing in the uh, in the stream Oh, a great shoutcaster. I'd be a great shoutcaster for this, Tally. I mean, look at this. This this to me is awesome, right? This to me is awesome. I know it's just tractors putting... 
Right? Oh my god! Did you see that, Sarge? He did a double! He did a double! He double forklifted it onto the trailer! It's like, it's like watching it's like watching paint dry on meth. Whatever. If you could win $250,000, Sarge, for doing this, would you go for it? Hey, listen. I'm just saying. I, I, First of all, I am proud. Oh, do you see this? He's stacking them like Jenga. Jenga movies coming in. That caused this to happen. I'm, I'm proud. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. Listen, I don't mind it. It's coming down to the. It's coming down to the wire. Blue is coming in. He's got 20. 20 is stacking one up on top. Jenga. Oh my God! You see him? He's he's laid back. He knows what he's doing. They're racing back to the finish line. Here they go. Oh my God. Oh. oh. Placing second there. Beautiful. What a move. Did you see that? See now if the, if the other guy had picked up the hay bales from the back end first and then he would have gotten closer to the finish line, he might have gotten an edge on him. Let's see what let's see what the next uh, competition is if there if there's anything. I mean, look at this. But somebody somebody had to do market research for this though. It's not just you're just throwing darts into a dartboard. Look, kids can How play. How many people are playing Farm Simulator? And they say, okay, well, if this many people are playing Farm Simulator, let's see if we can start an esports thing and let's see if we can build it, build it up. Look, I, I, I'm completely okay with it. 20, 20 hay bales, and then your time. How fast can you put twenty hay bales on on a thing? I don't know. I think this is uh this is actually pretty smart. I know everyone's like, come on. Can you just but imagine? There's, there's something. What do you do for a living? For everybody. I'm a farmer. Okay. I'm there's a farmer. something for everybody. I, I'm a competitive farmer. Are, are you not farmer. proud that there is like? No, I, I, I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm waiting for the full channel. I, I'm waiting. They, they tried it once. They tried it twice, but they haven't got it yet. I'm waiting for a channel, whether it be on Netflix or or YouTube, where the channel completely is video games 24/7, and 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 the shows on that channel are are sports of different video games throughout the day. And that's the whole channel. Yeah, I, I'd be okay no, with that. Nothing else. Nothing else. Just all about video games all the time. Like at 12 noon, we're going to talk about RPGs for the next 45 minutes. Let's do it. And they just do RPGs for 45 minutes. Let's do it. 24, 24, 7, 30 and still gaming. 24, 7, just constant content of video games happening. If it's, if it's shows like this, if it's showing gameplay of competitiveness, let's do it. Why don't we do it? Uh, listen, I, I think there's a money. I think there's money in it. Well, there, it just depends on how big the market is for whatever it is that you're trying to do, right? Not everybody has every game. No, that's the, that's the whole deal. <clears throat> but why isn't there? I know Twitch. I know Twitch in general is like ESPN, right? But why isn't there a channel that's like ESPN, but one channel that just shows all the things, right? A channel like that on Twitch would be huge, right? We let's do it on Mixer. Why don't we do it? Why don't we make a channel? It does twenty four seven. You get different I, I, content personally, creators. Personally, what I would rather do is I would rather uh, start a Kickstarter uh, of called uh, People Publishing, right? And it's just gamers contribute. We do a big pile of money. We put it in a bank account, and we get we get a we get a, not not a suit. We get somebody who's in game development and a guy who's money manager, and we only have two guys. The people's money. And we publish like we publish like Bungie, and we publish whatever else, and they it's ten percent. The people get ten percent money comes back into the account, and we we vote and decide who we're back, who we're gonna back. So you're saying a publicly, you're you, we're we're starting a, a thing hypothetically, we're yeah, starting a thing to be publishers. So it would be a community. So basically, it'd be like Publix. Every employee in Publix owns stock in Publix. It's a privately owned company, yeah, right? Yeah. 
So you're saying that if you started this campaign, such and such wanted to make a game, this, our company, backed by people's people's publishing people's money we got like 250 250 million dollars right people's publishing somebody published somebody comes up to us he goes people's publishing and says yeah we want to make it the game this is how much it's going to cost well same thing we got to have we got to have a a money manager we have two two guys one money manager and one guy who's in development right to oversee everything two guys that's it right you have the community and and the community vote on who they want what they want our money just goes back in and then at the end of every quarter all right those people who have put money in, and it has to be brackets amounts. You don't just get to. This put is going to happen in. now. You know that, right? Like bracket bracket amounts, and then you get you get paid your dividends, twice a year or three times a year. Ten ten percent, right? And we're I, there's no there's not there's nothing, right? It's I don't I don't think he's saying guys like that. Tally. It's, wait, it's basically he's... like waiting for games to come out, right? And the, the game does well, right? We do well. The game doesn't do well. Okay, it's still it's still a thing. It's still it's not, a, it's actually not a it, bad it's idea. It's still a, uh, an investment. It's still an investment, right? And this way, nobody can complain. And they're like, "Hey, this is the and, and everybody who everybody who donated money gets gets sent to them an e form of what the next game thing is. That the two guys, the, the two guys that we hire, go talk to everybody, right? And they don't get paid eighteen million dollars no. for watching the money. Right. Right. They get paid a normal salary, normal salary, <laughs> right? They have meetings, and which is crackers and macaroni and cheese. I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars a year. You get it as long as the shit's working, right? Then they send us the right? They send this is the type of game they want to make. Here's the prototype. Here's the rest, and everybody votes on it. Like we like it, we don't like it. We like it, we don't like it, and we vote. And everybody votes. Everybody who everybody who put the amount of money in to be part of it votes. Yes, we like it. No, we like. Go for it. Go for it. Right, I, people's I, publishing. I, that's the name of it. People's publishing. Yeah, you don't have to worry about being EA or nothing else. We're not. We're not asking them to put microtransactions. It's purely for the love of gaming, for the love of gaming. It's big actually, pile of money. It's an actual it's really good. Big pile of money. It's the people's money, and, and 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 developers approach us. Hey, we think we got an idea. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to talk right. to our guys. How much? How much know. do you need? Right. And how then, much do you need? And then we bring it back. We bring it back to the people. It's a, it's a, only if you donate, you get to have access to the section and you get to vote on what, if, if you want in or not on that, on that amount of money. Yeah. What if the well, game how's sucks? That, how's that different? Except for two guys deciding whether or not they can milk it for whatever it's worth. It's almost kind of like a charity, except when we do well, we get 10%. It's, that's it's, more, that's more than you could get on any money ever. It's not about, it's not about making a, a, a huge profit there though, Duplitz. It's about making people for the love of the game. Right. It's not about it's so not the about game, the game, money. Fuck it. Let's burn the building down. Right. So the people basically it's like Kickstarter now. Right. But the difference is that with Kickstarter is you get it, you get your you get your copy and then that just it just develop and gone. Right. It's gone. What he's saying is so many people go in. OK. And it's always in a pool. There's always a pool of money. So let's say you have a thousand people that put one hundred dollars in. OK. And then a guy comes oh, no, up. It's gonna be, it's gonna no, 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 no. What, what I'm saying? Five hundred dollar, a thousand dollars. No, no. It's what I'm saying? Hey, hold on a second. I'm, I'm doing just an example. It's a hundred dollars, thousand people, hundred bucks. A developer comes and says, "Hey, I have this, I have this game, and I would like to make it." And they can't go anywhere else to publish it. They don't have the money. They don't have the money to publish it. They have this game. They come to the people's publisher. Okay. They approach us, and then we submit it. We submit it to the public that's that put their money into the lump. You get to vote. You get to vote if you would like to spend your money on that game or not. If they said they need a hundred grand, 
you would find the amount of people that would do, you know, help those people out, and then you would get a profit at the end when they sell their game. If the game doesn't sell, well, then you lose your money. But it's it's up to the people to to help the yeah, developer. It's not, it's not like just, it's not like we're just giving out money blind. You're you're getting the reports for what it is, just like right. it, what it normally what it, what happens in real life. Right. They want to make a game. What kind of game you want to make? This is the kind of game. Well, show us what you got. How long you've been doing it? Right. You, you know, it's, it, it, it's not like we're deciding every little thing. We got guys and we got guys who are vetted in the process of yep. what it is. Yeah. Except that the money comes from the people, not from a giant conglomerate of suits who are looking to stack up the the stocks. Exactly. Right. And then we get we get sent we get sent the notifications of what it is. And uh, by the way, anybody who's given a five hundred or a thousand dollars into a publishing company has to know about games. You're not just blind. You're right. not just handing out stuff. So right. when we get sent the thing, what kind of game are you going to make? Oh, we're going to make a card game. I don't know about card games, right? Because it's like microtransaction stuff. What about what about this? Okay, show us what you got. What's what's the plan? What's it? What what's going to happen? They they send you the documents. Everyone this, looks at it like this is going to happen. I'm telling yes you right now. No. If it happens between us or if it happens out on the internet because Sarge said it out loud, it's going to happen. Like like Tally said earlier in the in the in the in the chat. I mean, go back to episode one fifty six. How much worse? How much worse can it be? We have publishing companies who are basically driving people into the ground, collecting as much money as they can, and then running. Okay, so what? What's what, for the love of the game? It's literally for the love of the game. We want to. We want to support those. We want to support those testers. indie developers. It's not testers. That can't get money. Okay, we we still cover our nut. It's not like we're just handing out money. It's this is not a charity. There is a business involved, but it's not corporate money. Yeah, it, it's there's no testers here. People's money. The testers, there's no testers. You're you're finding people that can't find a publisher, right? So they can make the game that they want. Like they already have a game, but they can't make it. Like for instance, we have a board game, right? We have a board game, but we can't. We don't have a we don't have a money to make the game. There's other p people in the same situation with video games, okay, that don't have the money to develop their game. So they well, would approach we, us. Yeah, we need we need some we need some we need a couple older guys who know about the money, a couple veteran guys who know development, and then we need a couple crazy guys who can do marketing cheap. Like, well, not, marketing not, is not very spend, cheap. Not not spend, man. Let, let's say the game costs a hundred million dollars to make, but the crazies want to spend one hundred and twenty million dollars on advertisement. Like, right. Like smart ways of doing it. Smart ways. We got to test it out. Test it out. It's it's an investment. It works. It doesn't work. We're not asking for ten million dollars per person. It's it's five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. It works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. It's just like any other business. But we we put the people in, we put the people in charge, who are vetted at doing those kind of things. We pay them a decent salary. Speaking speaking of of games that have just just eating money, eating money. This is not really a, a, a this is just a topic, right? This is just a more of an informational type thing. Star Citizen has cost nearly two hundred million dollars so far. Two hundred million dollars so far. So basically, more than any kind of movie. Well, it's almost you're half you're half the way to Destiny. You're half the way to Destiny right now. <clears throat> right, you'll stop spending money on the I games mean, you, and skins. You tell me, you People's tell me publishers. how you get more than ten percent back, and you know, what I mean, no one, no one gives you ten percent. That's all we want, ten percent. This is not asking. This is this is not trying to become millionaires. This is being part of something that helps out. Independent developers. Right, you're getting people that love up. making games and people that 
would like to get involved with games. Star Citizen, to me, I still believe, I still believe Star Citizen is the greatest scam of all time. I mean, $200 million scam I, is a pretty damn good scam. I, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I believe completely that this will be the greatest scam of all time. Because if that's how much money they spent to make the game after all the money they've been given for ships and whatever else, do you know how much money on top oh, of the $200 making, million there they're, is? They're making a lot right? of money. Because don't forget, one of the brothers, after the initial influx of cash, left. As in, like... Give me the th give me the six million. I, I don't took, care I about think the game six or anymore. Seven million, yeah, I'm gonna left. just live my life with the money in the account. Like, trust me, that's what he did, guys. Don't tell me that his brother, who loved the game, decided to leave and never return again. So, we've always talked about the next topic. We've always talked about a rating system in a game, and the next story I want to talk no, no, about rating a rating system. Overall, reviewing a, a game. Well, reviewing a game, yes. yes. Rating system to reviewing a game, a standard one across the board, okay, that everyone would use and everyone could understand. Uh, not this, uh, uh, you know, fractions we of. Get, we get it's your opinion. Right, right. We, we want it. We want a standard. We want a standard thing that goes across the board of story, technical, sound effects, action, what a fighting. Whatever it is, right? There's like 10 categories, and it's one out of 10 in each one. And when you give your review, you break down each section. And then, so for instance, if I liked story, right? And this game didn't really have good action, right? It had like a 5 out of 10 for action, but the story was a 10 out of 10, right? When I were looking for a game, I would read down the review and look and go, oh, I really like story, right? Oh, it's got sound effects. Sound effects were 7, cool. You know, oh, the the men, the HUD is really good, good quality, whatever. But the story, I would be like, you know, I'm interested in that game because I got a 10 out of 10 in story. Action's not too good, whatever. I'm more of a story person. You would know what it is. If you were an action guy and it was a 10 out of 10 in action and the story was a 5, you'd be like, cool, it's an action game. That's what I want, right? Like, you go to certain movies and you're like, it's a Michael Bay movie. I don't yeah, care. They, it's not going to have good story. It's going to have good action, right? Right, but they, but, they, but they try to pretend like a video game is purely opinionated and that's why it's so hard to review and then that's why we have everybody bribing yes for their review yes and, and 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 giving gifts for the review and people are turning into shills right it is possible to set a standard for a game it's not difficult let's all just review that briefly are the sound effects good like when I say good, I mean like everyone's a gamer. Everyone who's a gamer understands what the sound effects in a game sound like, right? It doesn't sound like fucking Pong or an 8-bit Nintendo. Like sounds good. Right. The sound effects in the game are good. Like we have the categories laid out. It's based on last two or three years worth of games, like whatever game, like whatever games had like game of the year, whatever else. And then that's the comparison, right? If we're if we're at this level with combat and a new game comes out and the combat's kind of sluggish doesn't really doesn't really click then it's not it's not the same and i don't believe in this one to a hundred score either because it either is good or it's not good it's not an opinion right so it's one to five five being excellent four being good three being average two being below average and one means don't fucking buy it okay right and it's not just one number for right. the for the for the game and it's over we have like five or six categories each one gets a number we add it up. That's the score. That's the score. Right? You can't tell me these guys can finagle their well, 
their their review or set or fly out guys and bribe them for saying it's good or bad. Everyone knows day one if it's good or bad because the reviewers should have had the game prior to release. Well, hold on. Prior to release. Before you go on to it, the reason we're bringing this up is IGN did a review on Resident Evil 2. Okay. Remake. The remake, yeah. Remake. Okay. So there was a reviewer who played the game, okay? And as he did the review, during the review, now a player who also played the game read this guy's article and then commented and said hey um you didn't play the full game right so this guy reviewed the game and gave it an eight eight point eight out of ten okay he only played half the game he only played half the game because he said i beat the story from lynn's point of view in eight hours which i felt was a little short but it was exciting i was excited to fire it up Claire's campaign, and I see a faithful evening event unfold from the entirely new perspective. Unfortunately, that's not what we got. At least, not what we should have, right? Whoever you play as in the main mode, Resident Evil 2, will be a largely the same when you finish and switch to the other person. Most of the same events happen, and Leon and Claire take extremely similar paths, meet the same people, solve the same puzzles, and fight the same bosses, and this was a bit of a bummer for me. This is a guy who reviewed the game. Okay, this was in the actual paragraph. Here it is. There it is. It's, it's crossed out. Okay, you can see it right there. It's redacted. It's no longer in their review. The upper guy, okay, says, Hilarious situation has emerged here. The IGN review of Resident Evil 2 gave the game an 8.8 .8 and included a bizarre section where the reviewer claimed that there was two scenarios of the game consisted of the same content, puzzles, and enemies and narrative, just with a different playable character. This, of course, is widely inaccurate and betrays the fact that the reviewer clearly didn't play the entire half of a game. They played the same scenario twice, once with the protagonist. The, re the review was later updated, crossed out of the section, and then updated again to delete the section altogether. Changed the score from an 8.8 .8 to a 9.0. Now, this is why I bring up the rating system, okay? The dude, okay, who who did this gave the game an 8.8 .8 based on half the game. Now in his little section, he said that the campaign was a bit short, eight hours, right? And then he played it again with a different character, even though he didn't continue it, he just restarted the game with the other character and played the same game. So for him to say that everything is almost the same, it should have been exactly the same because it's the same first half of the game, okay? Because he redacted all of this and crossed it off and then redid the review, I personally think he should have been kicked off that review because he's now compromised, right? Because let's think of the thought process here, right? I sat down, I played this game for 16 hours, right? Eight hours was the one I liked. And I was like, ah, it's a little too short. You know, eight hours is a little too short. Now, this is his job now. This is his job. He reviews games, okay? And then he moved on. To play the second half which was the same game that he played for the first eight hours and he didn't realize it because for whatever reason okay he gave it an 8.8 .8 and said the game was too short well it's too short because you didn't beat half the game so he was then probably upset because the guy called him out on it and said well you didn't play the second half of the game well he didn't play the second half of the game so then the the ign um author who wrote the review blocks the dude on twitter okay because he told him that he had the wrong thing 
And it's like, dude, he told you, he told you that, uh, that it was the wrong thing, right? He was telling you, he wasn't being vindictive about it. He was like, hey, you reviewed the game. I also played the game and you didn't play the second half of the game and you gave it an eight out of eight. And then when you went back, you only gave it a 0.2, a 0.2 swing. So think about that for a second. He played half the game, it was an 8.8. He played the other half of the game and it was worth 0.2. There's no scale there whatsoever of what his- Okay, but point, point proven, but let's, let's, let's break it down really quick. If we want a review to be to be credible in order to tell the public about what the game is, reviewers cannot just be subjective and opinionated, and that's the end of it. Because otherwise, you're never going to get the concrete of what the game actually is. It, it, there has to be your, your, your objectivity in a game that you are reviewing has to have merit to what it is you're talking about, not because— right. You like to play the game, right. or you don't like RPGs, but I had to review the RPG because right. I'm a reviewer. Right. And so now someone who doesn't know RPGs plays an RPG game and gives it a 7 instead of a 9 because he doesn't like RPGs. Right. He's already, he doesn't like the genre. Right. He doesn't like if the genre. If, if your job is not based on some type of scale, on some type of credible uh, values of what the game is supposed to be, then we can't we can't take any review right. with, with any kind of merit. It has to be something. You have to work off some kind of skeleton. Is the game, are, are the mechanics good? Are the graphics good? All right? Are, are, there, are the graphics good? Are, are the mechanics good? Yes or no? It's a yes or no. Based on all the rest of the games that have come out in this genre, are the controls better or worse than those or the same? If, if it's a tight controls, you get a higher score. If, the, if it's sluggish controls, it's scored accordingly. I, it's not like your opinion. In my opinion, the controls were sluggish. No, it's not your opinion. Right. Uh, were the controls sluggish or not? If I go like this and I move my guy, does the fucking guy move or does it take forever and he's slow and he does whatever right, else? Right, it's, right, right. You can see it. It's not based on your holding the controller. If, if you're going to do your job, then do the job. Not just right, some but guy, but they're rushed who out. Has time to play video games, right? But they're rushed out because they have to. They have to hit the deadline because the game comes out. They have to get the review out. They have to be the first one to get the review out because they want to get the the hits. The clicks is what makes them money, right? And the the problem with that is, in, in that's a problem in itself, right? That's a problem in itself that they 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 have to get the thing out fast. And like you just said, they give people that do reviews that. If I'm a real-time strategy player and you're giving me a first-person shooter to play, and I really like first-person shooters, I'm already gonna deduct that a couple points because I don't enjoy that myself, right? Hence, why if someone says, "Hey, thirty, did you ever play Dark Souls?" No, I haven't, because I don't like those type of games. So I don't, I don't do those type of games because. So if someone says, "What do you think of it?" I'd be like, "I, I think it's an okay game. I, I watch it. I think it's entertaining, right. but and I couldn't give you an actual I'm opinion." Right now is based purely on speculation and opinion, right? Not based off any kind of right. credible now values for the game. Now I have twenty five hundred hours into the Destiny over the last four years. I could talk about Destiny. Because I have 2,500 hours into that into that but, series. But that's right? also my point. Do you notice now the meta scores for a game? They'll be like 7.5, but the user score is like 2. Okay? So it's not because we're trying to sandbag the game. Right. right? If somebody's been playing games for 25, 30 years, you pretty much have an understanding of what constitutes as a good game, bad game, decent game, whatever, based on your experience. Okay? So... If the user score is 50 points different than the than the the meta score, you can't say that the community's causing problems. Right. Like, 
That's bullshit. You would have that's to bullshit. Right. You would have to okay. let's talk let's that talk about means, this real that means that the guys who are reviewing the game are sandbagging. Okay, they are sandbagging the game. Because just like anything else, if you're taking an average score, okay, that means everybody who plays the game would have to just say, fuck this game and just keep pressing the fucking bad button until it until it's in the toilet. Okay? Right. Until it's in the toilet because you feel like it, right? But that's the gamers calling out the bullshit on the game. Not because we didn't feel the game was bad or good or indifferent. They called bullshit when they saw it. When they saw 76, the people who've been playing games for a while called bullshit and immediately said, nope. Uh, Take, he's talking about sandbagging. When you when you do something on purpose, right, you kind of, uh, you just go, you go limp, right? You're just like, I'm not moving. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna move. No, so no, basically, no, hold on, hold I'll on. Give him, I'll give him the definition. No, I know, but what it is is everyone goes on the thing. The mob mentality says, "I don't like that game." So then more people come over and they just hit dislike to dislike it for the fact of disliking the game, right? With no merit whatsoever. If they played the game or didn't play the game, they just hit dislike because that's the trend thing to do, right? That's what sandbagging a thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Trolls. Yeah. Well, trolls, trolls is a different story. Trolls would be the people that actually say it's, it's bad on purpose because they're trying to make a statement. But let's 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 look at that just a little bit more closely. So let's say there are 100 actual rev reviewers, actual paid reviewers. OK, so. If they're all shills. And they all reach the same number, but yet all the guys on the other side who are users, they're all scores are the same, but lower and significantly lower then what's the difference, right? The shills are saying you've got to get paid, and they're sandbagging the good side. And then your argument is, well, the users are just doing it because they want to troll. So if both sides are equal, then they're equal. It's not because one side's doing good and one side's doing bad. It's because that's the facts of what's going on. Right. So if that's the case, then I'll take it right down the middle. I'll take it right down the middle. If you're going to give a two and he's going to give a nine— I'll take the average of that score and I'll call it an I'll call it a average Joe game right down the middle because obviously the both of you don't know what you're talking about right because if the scores are that radical right if the score is 75 if, on if, one and 40 on the right. other then the average if, is if the 60 score, if the yeah. scores are that radical then we both know that both sides as you guys would call it are trolling okay that's because there's no bracket there's no base for the review system right it's just it's my opinion well if we're if we're going to weigh out a review as a consumer tool to, to, to let us know whether or not we can buy our product or not, then it has to have some type of standard. It can't be just because it's an opinion and I'm getting paid by a right. company to review a game. Right, That's because, not credible. Because the standards are different across different boards. Some give it a, out of 100, some give it out of 0.5, some give it out of, out of, out of 10, some give it out of 50, whatever the, whatever the average it needs to fix. And, now, they're, and, they're, so, and they're so scared now that EA's done it already twice, where the game that comes out is not the actual game. They wait a couple months after reviews are out. No, and that's then, Activision. Then they input stuff that's into Activision, the game that wasn't EA. there before, like the microtransactions in, in Call of Duty. That's Activision, not EA. That's right? Activision, not EA. I'm sorry. Well, whatever. I'm sorry. EA Activision. So point being is they wait until after reviews because they know that that review is going to be affected. They right. know. Right? Well, here. So now, so now what you're basically telling me is you know that it affects the review, so I'm going to lie about it in order for the review to be credible in my favor right. instead of telling the public how it is. Here, here's the next thing going into in, in effect, because we're going to go into Anthem in a second. But before we go into Anthem, I want to talk about 
certain people that do reviews of games, like Angry Joe, he doesn't get copies of the games. He usually purchases the games himself. Sometimes he gets early copies, but he's very honest with his reviews. And when he does honest reviews, he gets blackballed by certain companies because right. he's saying the honest truth of his right. opinion, of his opinion that he doesn't like this certain game and he does it in a way where he gets blackballed from certain companies, right? Where other people, now, mind you, I have friends that went to the Anthem event, okay? Um, and they're part of the Game Changers now. And the problem with that is you can call them like, well, they're paid shills now. And, and, and to that effect, some are and some aren't. Some realize that they're getting paid and some don't. And it doesn't matter. They're not giving you a check like, here's your $100. Thanks for reviewing the game. But they flew you out there on their dime. They put you in a hotel on their dime. They fed you on their dime. They put you at a computer system that they purchased on their dime. And they put their game in front of you and you sat there and they give you, the, they give you that moment where they're giving you early access to a game so your content, your creation can get out there early. There's some people that can review a game based on that knowledge being unbiased and saying good and bad things about the game, what's good and what's bad about it. Other people don't realize that they've been paid for by that stuff, right? And in the back of their brain, they're like, well, they did fly me out there. So, and they did put me up in a hotel and they did give me a free swag bag and they did give me this. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's a bunch of different things that in the back of their brain are going, well, they didn't pay me, but they did put me up there. So I don't want to talk too bad about it because the man, boy, did I have fun. I went out there. I got to meet a whole bunch of people. I got to see behind the scenes of the studios. I got to talk to the developers. That was cool. I don't want to talk about bad about Tommy. Tommy did. He did the the environment stuff. So I, I can't really say too too many bad things about the environment. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's these little things that go about that are like, well, this game's awesome, guys. You guys should get it for day one. Blah 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 blah. Right? Instead of giving you their honest opinion of it, because if they do give you their honest opinion, right? If they do give their honest opinion. And it's something that just irks the developer in any way, shape, or form. The next time there's an event, they're like, well, how come I didn't get an invite? Well, we just didn't invite everybody out. Right. And they get blackballed. And That's they get blackballed. That's the problem. Right. That's the problem. Right. If you if, – listen, if you are if – there, if there was a baseline for being a reviewer, like stand, like, like you're getting a job, right? I'm qualified. I've got 25 years of video game playing experience. I was a developer. I, you know, like you're, you're credible. Right. That if I'm credible and I'm labeled as credible in this company, not just some dude who plays video games, but I'm credible, then you can't hold back the game from me because I'm the I'm the press. Right. You have to send me one. Right. Right. That's the difference. But you're right? not the press. It's not. Right? It should not be optional. Right. Right. If if you're credible, that's your profession. You're 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 labeled as such, not just some guy playing video games. Then the company in question can't hold back the game from you. You have to send it out. Well, they still can send it out. They, they still can do this though, right? So let's say me and you work for um, Generation X Gaming. We're reviewers, okay? And they send a Generation X Gaming a copy, okay? And I write a review and they don't like my review of it, right? And we send it back to them. And the next time they come out, now the company, Generation X Gaming, is a good pub publication. So they're going to constantly give us review stuff to copy, but they don't want 30 reviewing it. They want someone else to review it. You understand what I'm saying? They want to keep finding the person that'll play ball until they until they play right. ball. Right. But that's but that's but that is not 
true journalism. No, no, right? it's not. It's not about an opinion. It's about the structure of your product based on previous structures of the product. Right. You either you either at the same level, you su you're superior than it, or you're not. It's not subjective on how you feel about a game is not part of the review. Right. What the mechanics of the game, how the game plays, what the game is. I, I personally, I personally, there's, there's a deviation. I'm sure there's, there's there's wiggle room, but not just. I would personally whatever. rather have nobody get flown out anywhere, nobody gets put up in a hotel, no one gets to get food. What they do is, you want to sign up for something, you get a code. In that code, before they give you the code, they say, "This is your review copy." Okay. This is the this is the state like this is what you have to follow. If you break the NDA in any way, shape, or form, showing any video or talking about this in any way, shape, or form before this date, okay, then you'll never be invited back to anything or get any codes ever again. You'll be blackballed. They should just tell you straight up, right? Scare tact is the best way because then when people they sit at their house, they're not paid for anymore. They give them a digital code that ends once they launch it. It's live for a certain amount of time, and after that time, boom, it gets erased and you get cut off. You don't get the review. You don't get to play that game anymore, right? Thank you for your review. Appreciate it. That's what they should do. That's the way they should get feedback and stuff like that instead of sending people out. Because I'm not saying there's people. I'm not saying everyone that got flown out to the game it's changer. Still influenced. You're no, influenced. No, 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 I understand that, but it's less influence that way because you didn't get you didn't get airfare. You didn't get hotel stay. You didn't get paid food. You didn't get anything, right? You just in a, you're just a thing. You get sent a copy. You didn't even get a physical copy. You're getting a digital copy sent to you that gets turned off at a certain period of time. I'm not saying the people that I got invited are doing any of these things. I'm saying that it is possible it's because possible. because of the scenarios that you're put in that if someone hands you something, okay, they're 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 wanting to be like, hey, I want you to review this game for me. Hey, why don't you try these uh, chocolate covered strawberries that we have over here on this table over here? Oh, and there's free beverages. So if you guys feel thirsty. Just go ahead and grab any of those things. And oh, by the way, we're gonna have a dinner. We're gonna have a dinner at uh, at this restaurant tonight, and you guys are all invited, right? Bills on us, right? Stuff like that. You're being bought. You're being bought because they're they're buying you with kindness. So you give good. You start you start giving good vibes off of a game that might not be that good, right? So instead of going, well, man, this story really sucks for what I played. But man, they put me up in a hotel and they, and they gave me stuff. The story's pretty good. The story's pretty good. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But, but why? But why is it for every, any other ser serious profession? You have to have experience. You have to have. Your well, we ducks have in a experience. Row. But when it comes to reviewing, it, it's just this conglomerate of people. Well, I had time to play these games, and sometimes I don't play. Well, like no. it's not. It's not looked upon as it's a job. It is a job. If you're reviewing a game yeah. properly, it's a job. You got to spend X number of hours on the game. You got to figure out. The categories of the game that you're looking for does it meet the criteria it's it, it's every, everyone treats it like that and then they're worried because of the fly-by-night guys who do a bad review that's going to hurt their sales right because if you think about it then you're not you're not looking at the reviewer as a credible source it's just a guy who works for a magazine who decides to take some time out of his day to, to review the game right instead of it being this is what my job is let's see what you got and let's not forget if a game company can be lazy, okay, they have an option to be lazy and not affect their bottom line, I'm pretty sure you're gonna pick lazy. Right. Okay. If we don't hold people to standards, then you don't you don't try to push yourself harder or be better at what you're doing. You're just doing the bare minimum and we'll buy our review. 
Right. That's, so, not how, that's not how an industry is supposed to work. You're supposed to be continuously challenged, always being challenged. Right, if right. you're not being challenged by your own company, then another team who's making the same kind of game as you is challenging you to beat them in what they do. Right. That's how it's supposed to work. It's not supposed <laughs> to be, we made a game, it costs a lot of money, so we have to make sure that we cover our ass, so make sure we buy off as many reviews as possible so we can get this game into as many hands as possible in order for us to make back our money. But the entire time I was talking, not once did we say, is the game good enough to release? Like, that's that's the whole game, guys. Right. Is your product good enough to release? Okay. Is our product the best that we can do, or did we just lazy through it? Let's make a buck. So and then you don't want the reviewer, you don't want the reviewer to reflect that. God forbid the reviewer, the reviewer calls you out on your bullshit. Yeah, uh, so so take by if he made reviews he probably could be compromised because he's been to the studio multiple times, right? And like like Duplass just said, the D2 event, all those people went and, and played D2 when it came out two years ago, right? Back in like the May or June, whatever it was, before it came out. And everyone was like, oh my God, the game is so good. When I played the game day one, two hours in, I was like, oof, there's problems here. And I said it, I said it. And people came into my chat, other streamers that I won't name, and we're like, well, why are you playing it if you don't like it? I'm playing the game and I'm playing through the story. And when I'm done with it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it because I like Destiny. Did I think the story itself was good? No. Did I think the gameplay and stuff was phenomenal? No. I thought the gunplay was phenomenal, right? I thought the, the, you know, the actions that you did and certain things. I gave my honest opinion, right, where other people didn't give their honest opinion when, when that particular game came out. And that goes across all standards. And it's in the, in the individual case, right? Some person, like... I can say that I wouldn't be paid for, but at the same time, but I also wouldn't be invited back. I'll be honest with you. Like if I got if I got pulled out somewhere to to take a game and play it and get flown out somewhere to give you guys footage and talk about it, when I came back, if that game in any way, shape, or form was in bad, like story was bad, gameplay was bad, it was sluggish, whatever, I would tell you my honest opinions and I would probably wouldn't get invited back to that company ever again. Right, because I would tell you, I wouldn't be vindictive about it. I would just tell you how it is. Oh, the story is phenomenal. The story is really good. Oh, but the gameplay, you know, if, if we're talking about like Division Two hypothetically, it's like, well, the guns feel a little sluggish, and and the, and the end game stuff is just not really for me. I I, I I I I say it's a pass. If you didn't like this game, then you probably won't like this game, right? And that would be probably well, thirty and still gaming. He he's talking bad about our game. So and and then he he can't come back. Now, if they can take actual criticism, right, then I would be invited back because I would hope they would want the honest opinion because then they can make their game better, right? Too much money at stake. Right. At stake. That's what's going. That's that's the so, problem. There's too much money at stake to slap on a score. That's why I I find it hard to believe when I start looking at scores and and it's not just one or two games. Look at some of the scores. Look at the score difference between the Metacritic score between reviewers and the user score. Right. Okay. The disparity is too great, right? Even if even if you were trying to be subjective and you're like, uh, I get what they're trying to say, but no, okay? The number's way too off. It's way too off. And if, if you give a review, you should never you should never say in your review, it's not what I expected. You should never use, well, it's not the game I thought it was gonna be, right? You should never use any of those things because you're reviewing the game for what you played for what you saw and for what it is. So you should never go, well, I really thought there was going to be more of this in the game and they didn't hit that bar, right? Because you're not reviewing something that doesn't exist in the game.
right. By the way, very hard to be subjective, is it not? Absolutely. That's right. why it's a job. That's why it's a job. It's not some. It's not supposed to be some dude who had had, a, had an extra twelve hours this week. Hey, Tom, can you review that game for us? Because we need to put an article out by Friday. Right. I got some free time. Let me review a game. Yeah. So it's hard as a, as a, as IGN because I don't know how many employees they have, and I'm sure every employee they have. I'm sure like first person shooters. Like if someone says, "Hey, Tom, you're you're doing Call of Duty." Yes. Uh, Sarge, you're going to be doing uh, uh, SimCity 27. But I don't like simulation games. But that's all we have for you, Sarge. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, I guess I'll play uh, a game that I hate and write a review about it. Exactly. So th there's there's things like that that happen in, in the industry. Uh, going on from what we just talked about, and the rest of the show is going to be about Anthem, right? We have about 40 minutes to talk about Anthem. Uh, Tally says, bullshit. You're the closest <laughs> farm sim in the, in the making. Yeah. Um, Anthem, Anthem's coming out, and look, I've talked about this. I'm not blinded by EA. Okay, I can know you that. Feel attention. Tell me, you feel attention though. Yeah, no, I EA. I know what they can do. I know potentially what they could do. And I'm also not blinded for my love for Bioware. Right. I'm. I'm choosing because of the situation, and I'm. I'm taking everything as a whole. Bioware has been working on Anthem for seven years. When it launches next month, it's been worked on for seven years. They worked on it in 2012, and they started making it. Okay, not the end, beginning. Beginning of 2012, it's been seven years in the making. Now, we've always said it takes three to five years to make a good game, right? They're on year seven, okay? Meaning it's been in the oven long enough, okay? It's been long enough. Now, here's the thing where people are already they're like, see, I told you so. I told you, right? The Cordling, the Cordling said this, right? This is a tweet from Mark Daria, who's the head of Anthem. Okay. He says, so how is Anthem's demo different from the game? I'm gonna read off six things to you guys. Okay, I'm gonna go over each one. Okay. Uh, we start in the middle, okay? So when you buy the game, obviously you're going to start at zero and you're going to work your way up to 30. In this demo, and I'm going to use demo a lot, in this demo, they've decided to give you up to power level 10. You're starting in the middle. You're starting at level 10, I believe, okay? There's no tutorials, which makes sense because you're starting in the middle, right? Tutorial would be in the beginning and they don't want you to go through a tutorial. They don't want you to experience the game for the story mode. They want you to experience the game for what the game is. You're going to have, I believe it's like one mission, one stronghold, and you're going to be able to go a certain part of free play, okay? Then there's no pilot picker, okay? Meaning you can't customize your character. There's no custom character customization on the demo. You're just going to be the default character. I'm sure it'll be male or female and whatever the default character is, and that's what it is. What? Bungie was working on the original Destiny for seven years. True, but not true. Because they stopped it uh, 16 months in process of it and then canceled it and then restarted from again. So no, they weren't working on it for seven consecutive years in the same story. Um, so there's no pilot customization, pilot picker, or anything like that. Now here's, here's where people have an issue. Balance is super different. Okay. Now everyone's like, what does he mean by balance is super different? Here it is. Here it is. They're going to show us one thing and then EA is going to come in and they're going to ruin it. 
And what he means by balance is super different is one, everyone's going to be the same power level at 10. Okay. You're going to start at 10 and maybe you might go up to 20 or 15 or whatever it is. Okay. There's going to be different drops. Okay. The, the balancing is you're already going to have gear dropping for you that's set to drop in the game because it's a demo. Okay. Remind me, remember the disc that came in the back of the magazine. Okay. It was a set portion of a game. Now, obviously they can't do that with this game because it's a online service game. So they can't just take certain things and put them on a disc and, and, and whatever. So they put it in the whole game. You're downloading the whole game, but they're only segmenting certain things for you in this demo. Demo. It's not an early access. It's not a. It's we're not a beta. Back, we're going back to the old days. It's not a beta. It's not an alpha. Yeah, it's, it's a demo. It's a demo, and a demo means it's set things already in the game that you get to play. So they're already establishing the balance is super different because you're already going to be level ten. Your power level is going to be up higher. You're going to have gear that you you probably shouldn't have because you didn't find it in the world. It's already on your character, so you can start playing with like certain machine guns and certain things to get you mouth watered. So you're like, yeah, this feels good. I can't wait. Right? The economy is completely different. One because the, I I'm assuming for the demo they're not going to have their paid stuff in there for the cosmetics. Right? The economy is also different because I guarantee you, like blueprints. Exotic weapons, legendary gear will drop easier in the demo so you can see what it's like to get those certain things while you're out in the wild or while you're doing certain missions, right? Because it's a, it's a taste test of the game, okay? Uh, yeah, it, it should be pretty bug-free, right? And then it says six weeks less bug fixes, right? So whatever you find in the game, there might be some bugs, which they'll fix, you know, when it comes out in a month from now, and then we'll have a day one patch and, and, and yada, yada. But everyone's blowing this out of proportion because the balance is super different. Well, yeah, it's super different. It's a demo, okay? And again, I go back to what I was saying is I believe in Bioware. Bioware says, look, this is our last shot, man. We fucked up. You know, and, uh, uh, Andromeda was on the, on the shit list, right? We need to come back swinging hard here. Right, and EA is like, all right, we'll 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 hold back. I think we should do a demo, and they're like, all right, do a demo. So they did a demo, and they're like, well, wait a minute, if you do a demo, how are we going to make this happen? And think, well, let's say uh, VIPs get it if they if they're part of Origin Access, they can get it a week early. EA is like, all right, that sounds good. All right, so we'll get more incoming people that want to buy this game. They'll pay a monthly fee to come in. Okay, that's cool. So we'll get we'll get some return clientele that way. And they're like, well, okay, what else? Well, we can put in some extra stuff for the cosmetics that. We would charge later if someone wants that. They get they get they have to pay for it. All right, that's cool. So if they didn't pre-order, but they still want this certain section of 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 the gear, it might be in the game, but it might be more expensive. Cool. Thank you. That's all we wanted, Bioware. Thank you, Bioware's like, whoo, man, we got we got to get out of here. We got the people to sign up for Origins Access Premium, and they get to play a week early, and we get to we get to test stuff in their demo. The I, I still I, I worry I worry for the developers right, three demo codes with this for much time vested because of the sheer fact that regardless or not if they do well it's not going to do well enough in the eyes of EA because the numbers they have in mind are completely different than the numbers that BioWare has. I, a successful game is X number of units sold for whatever reason they're, they're in their mind they think whatever the value of the game was whatever they put into the game. EA has got this other crazy number in mind, okay? And if they don't reach that number, then in the eyes of EA, it's a failure. Not 
in the eyes of Bioware. Right. Okay. Xbox, Sally. Xbox. We we get it. We get it. It's it's subjective, but I worry that even if if it goes off without a hitch, they it, it releases well, it does well. They have a standard opening. It doesn't crash or burn, or they have online issues. It works the way it's intended. I'm sure there's going to be a hiccup now and then. But at the end of the first month, when EA starts to, t- to do their funny math, they're like, yeah, we weren't, we weren't as happy. We're not as happy as we should be. Or it didn't come out as the way we wanted to, right? And so BioWare is excited because they got their player base that they wanted, especially in the middle of a Division Two, Destiny 2. You know what I'm saying? Like, other games are out. Right. Right, so if they get if they get a good chunk of the population and actually start playing their game for a couple months to see how the game is, and then the people start talking, it's a win for Bioware. Right, it's not a win for EA. That's the difference. So that's the difference. Mark Daria also says that the balance between missions, strongholds, and free play will be a bit off because there's only one story arc, and the PC controls will be slightly uh, uh, less less iffy. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to fix the the controller, keyboard and mouse. Right now, they say is a little a little skittish right so if you have a controller plug it in uh and use the controller uh but he says it's pretty decent better than it was in the alpha um he says some names will also change in the full version of the game and the demo is easier to uh in general uh to assure players that can sample sights and sounds without getting uh you know overwhelmed and, and and stuff in the game so i think they're being very open with us i think they're being very open with us uh very transparent of what uh um Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is still with Anthem, okay? Um, This is what I want to talk about. A lot of people are not talking about this, right? This was an article on GameSpot. They talk about beyond level 30, right? And this is what I've I've asked. It's called called Endgame. Yeah, beyond level 30 is Endgame. Um, This is what I've been asking for Destiny since the beginning of time, right? In the beginning, they had easy, medium, and hard to do certain things, which... By nature, it invites the casuals and the hardcores to play, right? Because if you're a casual and you don't have the time, you can just play easy. And if you feel like it's too easy, you go up to normal and then so on and so forth. And the hardcore guys want to do hardcore. But because there is PvP and it's intertwined, it's very hard to do all the easy, medium, hard type stuff with the guns that get. Because if I'm in easy mode, I'm getting these guns faster. uh, And then I go into PvP and then how did you get that gun? It's just a mess, right? Anthem and Bioware, or Bioware with Anthem, have decided to not put PvP in the beginning. And they say, beyond level 30, there's going to be reshaping the world. Okay? This is beyond Endgame. This is before Endgame. And this this is from GameSpot. It says, the other major part of Anthem's Endgame is Bioware has not yet detailed is the ongoing live service, the content that will pop up over time after Anthem launches. The lore of Anthem offers a lot of opportunities to future events in concerns of chaotic, uncontrollable forces called the Anthem of Creation that is conjunction of the ancient artifacts f- uh, that are uh, form or from a long-gone race called the Shapers. Okay, so that's that's the lore of the story and what these things can do. They can shape and screw up the world. Okay, so uh, in here it says... Irving said underlining features in Anthem of creation means Bioware can add all kinds of interesting changes and events to the game, both temporary and permanent. Okay. Uh, You have Anthem that always trying to create and also the idea that part of the world of Anthem is changing stuff and can use the shaper technology to harness it if you benefit it. Okay. If you benefit. 
uh, in your benefit. It says sometimes all the works in your favor and sometimes it doesn't. And we want to really lean into the idea that sometimes like you may just log into the game and go out into free play and there's just something different. And sometimes there's more mysterious things that you have to go deeper down and try to find. Okay. Which is, which is nice. Okay. Now there's things in the game that can be chaotic, uncontrollable forces that cost Anthem the creation that conjunction with the ancient artifacts that can create cataclysm, huge events. They, where they can just drop a monster in a certain area, okay, that a player fights, uh, or the world literally changes. Now, the reason, this is speculation now on my part, speculation, where, let's think of World of Warcraft, right? With regular vanilla and then Cataclysm came out, it literally took the world and completely turned it upside down and made an old world new, right? Fortnite does it with their seasons. They take that one map, they flip it upside down, and it takes the same map but changes it so it's different. If Anthem can do this, because I heard someone in one of their gameplays, they say that the, the environments are beautiful. They didn't really get to go a lot of places, right? And we probably won't get to go a lot of places in the demo. But when the game comes out, we really don't know how vast the map is, okay? But you, if mean, is there, you, you mean if there's different biomes, biomes on the same planet? Correct. If there's different biomes. So, like, the guy was like, well, it's just, you know, it's, a, it's forest and mountains and, and lush type stuff environments. What they're potentially saying is sort of like what I've asked for Destiny, what they did with Dark Below, right? Like public events would come in differently on the fly. You didn't have to download anything. They just implemented it in the game, and then they kind of just abandoned that, that whole method. Where if Anthem does it correctly, you could be in one section on Monday, and then the next Monday you go there, and that world is completely different because of a, something that happened in the game dynamically that is part of the lore or part of the of the event. I, I would love if it did that, but you're asking for too much, but please continue. No, but this is what I'm saying. This is what the article's saying that they can do. This is Irving, okay? He's saying that they want to do stuff like this down the road. So if you play the game for three months and then all of a sudden month three comes around, they're not charging for DLC, right? They're not charging for DLC. Allegedly. No, not allegedly. It's not allegedly. They're not charging for DLC for year one, okay? okay. Year one, you buy the game, the only thing that's costing you money is the cosmetics only. There is no loot boxes, cosmetics only. There is no pay to play, pay to win, none of that shit. No loot boxes. What you see is what you get. If you want like a GI Joe uh, costume, okay, you pay five ninety nine or whatever it is, and there and you get to buy that particular thing, okay. Or you can earn it in game. They said everything that you can buy in the game, you can earn in the game. That's part of grinding, okay, which I have no problem with. If people want to spend their money, spend your money. I'll grind for the thing. Um, but changing the world is a huge thing. Think about that. Think about what Destiny did with with the Rise of Iron, where they took the, the Divide and all of a sudden turned it from what it was to a snowy thing and it had different... It was different. It's the same thing, but different. If they can do that constantly on a fly where it's permanent or potentially just you know uh, temporary, you know what I mean, because of those storms that they have... Those storms that they showed us is, is, a, is like a raid, right? The, the storm is like a raid that they've talked about they, that they haven't talked about, but that's what it is. It's not a stronghold. The storm... a, well, well, I, I, rather than saying raid, I'll say end game event. Right, whatever it is. Okay, maybe those storms destroy the area. Maybe they, they take a forest and make it up desert, right? Who knows? I think that's pretty cool if, if that's the if, case. If they're, able, if they're able to create a dynamic environment 
in which that the player thinks it's a new area, even though it's not a new area, it'll keep things fresh. It's definitely a positive. Right. Absolutely. Now, they've, they've kept this open dialogue the whole time the game's been out, right? There was no tower launch area type thing when the game was first announced, right? It was Fort Tarsus was your own hub, and when you went out into the world, you could, you could see other people. And they said, we don't have a tower. There's no tower. It, it is what it is. Well, now they've changed their mind. They've already added it. It's called a launch pad. 16 players can go into one location. Okay? It's like a hub. Okay, you can do all your changing of your of your of your gear there. There's vendors there. Uh, you can get your missions throughout the door. Uh, all of a sudden, I see a person. I can go right up to him and say, "Hey, you want to join my fire team?" Boom, and you come on in. Okay, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Okay, and you can check out each one's like loadouts and stuff there, which they said they weren't going to do, and now they are. So they have this open dialogue in their open book where, as far as they're being transparent. They're being transparent. Well, they're being transparent because we know that it's on the, the shit's on the line now. The shit's on the line. Right. They have to be transparent because everyone's <laughs> right. like, well, well EA why, is behind but, them. Why is it? But why is it now where where they, you, everyone talks about it? How like they're trying to be nice and open, like it's going to be some kind of positive thing. This should be standard. Right. Standard. What you're going to do in the game, how it's supposed to come about, standard, tell the people what's going on. And they, they have been tiptoeing now for three months. Nice and easy, talking about stuff, developers coming on, doing the streams. Just enough just enough stuff. We're showing you what it can do. We're yep. showing you the gunplay. We're showing surely. you the gameplay. Keeping it now, relevant. Now, whatever. I, listen, I'm 100%. I love when they try something new. I love people. I love these developers. At the same time, it takes layers to make this cake, okay? Yeah. And what's I think, the economy going to be? What's the grind going to be? Well, these is, are things that you story, wouldn't know. You it, wouldn't know anyway. I'm talking, I'm talking about myself now. I'm not a reviewer. I'm just talking about the gamer. Like, I'm just talking about me, the gamer, right? Does the story put you in a position where you're like, I would really like to see what happens to this guy or this character and the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing? Are those things in the game? Are the are the are, is the is the is the proverbial carrot? just far enough to where it makes me want to reach. I want to do this. I want to do that. Reasons for doing, not just the fact that it's a, it's a fresh-faced destiny. Right. Because everyone's been playing Destiny for so long, they're just looking for something fresh to play. And so that's the reason why it's cool for a month, not because there's actually something in this game that's a little bit different, okay? And as you said before, Anthem is not Destiny, okay? And I'll repeat this again. It is not Destiny. Right. Okay? However, it is Warframe, Diablo, and Borderlands 2 mixed together. I, because, I believe that's more of a... Yeah, I believe that's right, more of a thing. Because those things are present in the game from the get-go. And once again, after the first year is over, if the game does well, I'm, I'm, from, the, I'm from the camp where if the, games, if the game is well-established, has a good, credible story and mechanics of the game of why you want to play it okay i am completely okay with paying for and i hate to say it dlc and i'll give the example of the borderlands 2 for those of you who have played borderlands 2 you'll understand for those of you who haven't i, I can't really explain it to you right this second the game came out had a great story you had four characters okay the game ended then the DLC that Gearbox released 
was a continuation of a story on the same planet in a different area, and they gave you another character to play with. Right. So now I played through the entire original game again with the new character because the new character was different. It played different. And then when I got to the end with that character, now the five characters I had, I can play the new DLC portion of it three or four times over, depending on how much I'm into the game. How does it play with this character? How does it play with this character? That's the kind of thing you need in order for a game loop to have credibility and longevity for the actual game. Right. They're saying you've got one pilot and four mechs, or four, I'm four sorry, javelins. javelins. Excuse javelins. me. I'm calling them Exo Squad because that's what it is. Okay. You got five exosuits. Okay. And so each one plays different. And so you're going to be unlocking four different ones, which means technically, if the game is good enough, you're going to play through the story four times. Okay, now some of you might say, "Why would I no. play the story four times?" No, no, that's not that's okay. not that's not the case. You you can you can no, you could if you wanted to. Could if you wanted but to. But it's one pilot. You're getting four javelins, meaning you're just continuing through the story and unlocking the javelins as you go. Yes, yes. but if I choose to play the game from the start, sure, with the, I can. Yes, I can you replay can. the missions as they you said. Are you are correct. Right. That's I, I, oh, so much to talk about with this kind of game. So much to talk about. So that's the reasons you need. The grind. There, do you know I mean? there, there's, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of purpose in this game. game. Okay, a lot of variables in this game that makes the game good or bad. It's not just gunplay is good. Everything else matters. Everything matters. What do I got to do on the planet? Do I have to? Do I have to farm resources? Do I need the resources yes. to make the weapons? Yes. Do I? If I find a piece, does the piece work automatically, or do I need to find materials in order to build the piece? You know, like everything matters. Everything matters. And I'm hoping that the demo gives you at least a taste of what the actual I, uh, grind or the struggle is in order to advance your mech. Not just I get to run around in a spacesuit shooting shit for three days and I'm supposed to say the game is good or bad based on that alone. The game has different variables. It's not just run and gun. Here, here's one of the things that they, they talk about. They say that bosses don't drop specific loot. And... I'm happy about this, but at the same time, I'm sad by this because in Borderlands, if I wanted a certain gun, like the Infinity Gun, right, uh, I would go to a, I would go to one boss and farm that until I got that, until I got the drop, right? Right, you farmed a boss. Right, I like that in a grinding game, but at the same time, Borderlands wasn't an online service game, right? It was a contained. Technically, it is before games as live as a service well, was out. Right, but it's not an online service game, right? It's it's not a multiplayer uh, MMO s game. It's four people co op. Like you go to your game, I go to my game. You can come in your game and bring your weapons, and I can find weapons in your game. But with a game like this, the problem that Destiny had, right? And Destiny had an issue where when stuff is too easy to get, okay. And there's no reason to do it, okay? And there's no reason to, like, for instance, if I do a public event, there's no reason to do the public event for, besides doing the public event to get the tokens, and then you just go turn in your shit, right? And a lot of stuff, then you start breaking down the game of what's the easiest thing I can do for the maximum thing I can get, and then you kind of cut 80% of the content it, out of called, the game. It's called, min, it's called min maxing. Right. I got you. You kind of, you kind of get rid of 80% of the game. Where Division, they did a nice thing where in the beginning it was bad, but when it was done 18 months later, okay, like two years into the game, you could play any content, go anywhere you want, 
do whatever you want, and things would drop for you, okay? And you could do your mid-maxing from there, right? And I like that that Anthem is doing this route because if, if let's say, a stronghold takes 30 minutes to do, okay, and you don't know if you're getting a drop at the end of it, right, because it's RNG, and then there's a public event that takes 10 minutes to do, okay, and you know exactly what drops there, then but you would just do that. You would just do the public event three times in a row, and never do the stronghold. You know okay, what I'm saying? See, this is this is where I disagree with you. I I believe I believe that there are certain aspects of the game, there are certain activities in the game that should be farmed for because that's the gear you're looking for. Correct. Okay? If you take away if you take away the the reason for me, and I, I'm going to use Destiny references, and I apologize. Okay. If you take away the reason to do the raid then there's no reason for me to do the raid, right? If I'm doing a raid, that means there should be at least four or five pieces of gear in the raid that I should be able to try to get that has a low percentage of dropping, but that's the only place I can get it, right? right. And not only do I only get it there, but the randomness of the drop makes it so I might want to do the raid again to get a better version of the thing I have. you got to have that. you got to have that. It can't be I can do whatever I want and get any gear anywhere because right. that way you're, you're going to find the easiest thing to do. The laziness takes over. I'm going to find the quickest thing to do and just run it over and over and over again. Right. Well, that's that's there, why there has to be there has to be tears. There has to be there. That's why I'm OK if they put roles like this. Ten pieces of gear can drop from a stronghold and this section of the map over here. Right. So there's there's ten things that can drop. Right. And let's say you get a, a helmet from this section or whatever the component is over here. You can only get the other component from this side of the map on that side. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's. But, but, but you agree. You agree with me to a point that there has oh, to be. There yeah. has to be tiers of it. You it what, can't be like, let's put it this way. The top end gear, like whatever the best gear is for the level you pick. Like I picked hard. I'm picking hard. Oh, that's another thing. We'll talk right? about that in a second. Like, if I pick hard then the best gear I can get while playing hard should be from the hardest event. Not any event, the hardest event, okay? Right. That's the way it should be it's, structured. It's, it can't it be, based be on time. where I pick whatever level I want and I can get any gear at any level. Well, Otherwise, there's no. you're not striving to be better, right? I, I don't care about the casual. I care about the game, the game loop in which you are training people to want to do better in order for them to get the better gear, not for them to find the easiest thing to do, hoping for the better gear. There's right. a difference. Well, I, that's a difference. I like I like the difficulty level that they've done. Right. So there's there's easy, medium, and hard, and then there's Grandmaster one, two, and three. Now the Grandmaster doesn't unlock until you complete the main campaign and you're past level thirty. Okay. So if I'm a casual, I only have like three hours a week to play. I don't really feel like sitting there for twenty minutes doing one boss or whatever. I can play easy mode. And when I play easy mode, I'm just kind of like playing through the game. I'm enjoying, I'm shooting shit, I'm collecting stuff, I'm doing my thing, right? Now, the percentage that drops, let's say uh, a legendary gear, okay, which we'll just use Destiny terms. Let's say it's purple, okay? Purple's legendary. Maybe I have to play, There's a, maybe there's a 10% chance. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't, don't do... Don't do time base. You're gonna you're gonna well, screw no. up the chat. But just but, say one percent chance to drop. I'm gonna say ten percent chance of dropping on easy mode. And then if you play medium mode, maybe it's got twenty percent chance. And then if you play hard mode, it's got like a forty percent chance. So like if I did this thing twice, I you know I would have a, a percentage of dropping it. Right. It has to be put down to 
time. That's what it is. It has to it has to respect the player's time. So if I play in easy mode, and let's say I do a stronghold, and on easy mode, the stronghold takes 10 minutes, okay? And it's at a 10% drop rate, where I would have to do four of those, okay? In the same amount of time, it would take someone to do a hard mode where it takes them 30 minutes to do. You know what I'm saying? Like 30 minutes is 30 minutes. So if I'm playing hard mode and I go into the strong uh, the stronghold, it takes me 30 minutes to kill this one thing and it drops, boom, I have a 40% chance of dropping, blam, there it is, okay? Or I play on easy mode and I gotta do it three times and I do it in seven minutes each time and it hits 30 minutes in the same time and boom, my third time or fourth time going through it, it drops that percentage of thing. I don't care what it is, as long as it's progressing me in the game. It's investing my time and I'm being, I'm being gratified by the by very, the time i'm very putting delicate in. balance this this is one of the, the one of the deal breakers for a game like this especially for diablo same type of thing there has to be incremental incremental buffs along the way in order for you to keep wanting to play right the carrot and, and you're not there. and you're not pissed off that you haven't gotten anything yet but the increments have to be we're, we're at a period of time now where instant gratification rules okay if they don't get what they want they cry Okay, plain and simple. Easy, medium, hard. They're plain and simple. They cry. What it is. They think that they're deserving of something on some level for whatever reason. I don't know. But investment equals reward. Right. The longer Time. you play, the more you the, play, the better you are. Yeah. The more often you'll get something, and the better things you'll get. But it has to be tied into the better you get and the longer you play. Not, not just for the sake of I only played three hours this week. I demand a fucking thing. Right. Like, that's not right. how it's got to be. No, it, it, I think with this easy, medium, hard, Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3, it's it's pushing you. Because at the end of, if I'm playing hard, at the end of hard, while you've played 30, 30 levels, you're going to be like, you know what? I want to go to Grandmaster now. I want I want a bit of a challenge, right? But at the same time, if you don't like that challenge, you don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. The best part is it's PvE. There's no competition with anybody else, Right. I could be as strong or as powerful as I want in the game, and I love it because the gear, the gear in this is not like Destiny where you can only have one exotic and one exotic. You can literally be balls-to-the-wall exotics up and down on everything you have, okay? Like we that talked way, about, that like way, we talked about, and you have to be that level in order to do the to, next level. To do the Grandmaster. You have to be. Right, to do Grandmaster 3 or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Let me go to the chat real fast. Uh, Take says, I like the idea, but I also think each tier, easy, medium, and hard, should have something that you can only get at that tier. Well, yes. Well, it is, and yes, yes and no, Take. So basically, let's say if you're playing easy, legendaries don't drop. They're very, very rare that rare. they'll drop. Very rare. Right, because otherwise people would just farm easy. Right. They just farm easy right. and then go over to fucking difficult. Right. No, so so it'd, be, get, it'd listen, be like point if you're gonna one. Lazy it, if you're going to lazy it, you're going to get shit from easy. You want to learn how to play the game? Right. Play easy. Right. So it'd be like 0.1% that you get that legendary gear. You know what I'm saying? And then if you play hard, that's what I was talking about. I was just giving random numbers to be easy about it. But legendary gear would be, almost be – there was a tweet the other day by a developer. When they played, they said this is the first time they saw an exotic since they've been playing. Right now, I don't know if that's from that build or whatever, but how long did that take? Did that take them 30 hours, 40 hours, 100 hours? Like, what was that? You know what I mean? So that's that's what they need to do. Right. And that's the that's the beauty part, because if someone's casual, they're not going to be like, well, I want that exotic gear because they wouldn't know any better. 
They wouldn't know anything anyway. They'd be like, well, I'm just playing the game. I'm playing it because I want to play easy because I don't have the time to put in 45 minutes into a, a into a stronghold. I want to do a stronghold in 10 minutes. So I'm going to play it on easy. I don't know if that's the way it works, but I'm assuming that's the way it works with it. With because it, it says... Well, we're, we're hoping... We're hoping that is because the first thing I can tell right now, the first glitch in the entire world game will be everyone just farms easy and gets the badass gear and there's no challenge. That would if that if, it, if that happens, we broke, we broke, broke from the start. I hope it doesn't do that. I hope it doesn't do that. I, I, let, but that's what I'm saying. Right. For me, I'm not picking easy ever. No. I pick normal, learn the game, and the minute I can figure out the controls or what my what the, Halfway what the through, actual I might, yeah, can I'll, do, I'll, I'm going to go to hard. Right. Because if you're telling me the difficulty of the game uh, the, increases the chance of gear to drop, if you understand the game and understand what's going on, I'm, I'm going to go to hard as fast as possible. I'm going right. to understand the game and go to hard. I play normal first, and then I go to hard. So I'm going to pick easy. So I'm going to go over a couple, of, a couple of things. I did this in a separate audio podcast, but Sarge wasn't a part of it. Uh, if you guys want to listen to the audio podcast, I do GXG micro episodes on anchor.fm. Um, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes and anchor. Um, so I'm going to go over 55 interesting facts of Anthem. Okay. So individual gear doesn't level up. Okay. So if you find a blueprint and it's level 10, that gun stays at level 10 until you build another blueprint. And then if you're level 30 and you take that same blueprint, it'll be level 30 when you build it. Okay. Using Great. your, using your ultimates makes you immune to damage. Okay, you can start with any of the four classes. Uh, story progression per player, but can be done in a group. Okay, which is which is nice. If I want to play the whole story with you, I can play with you. If I want to do it, you know what I mean. Um, story is progressed per player, meaning it can be played in a group without fear. Random players can appear in a free-to-play game, uh, free-to-play game world. Players will be tethered together in a mission. So if you're in free play. I can go to the far end of the earth from away from you, whatever. But if we're in a mission and I strand too far away from you, it warps you back to the person whoever's in the lead, which is fine because you're on a mission you, anyway. So you stop the shenanigans. Correct. Um, there'll be accessibility of options to increase the font size. So if you're blind, you can see things. Uh, progress will not be cross-platform at launch. So if you, if, if you have a save later on, okay, it'll be on on all the, all the systems your pilot level your pilot levels up and takes the level to whatever the javelin they're in so your pilot is the character that levels up your javelin is the gear score it has right so as you level up let's say i'm, I'm using the colossus uh i'm level 30 and all the stuff i've been getting from my colossus makes my colossus better when i'm in it and then if i switch over to the ranger my ranger javelin is going to be weaker until i start learning stuff for the ranger so the more you use the the more you use the actual javelin the better you be, you become. Uh, loot is sent uh, to you if you forget to pick it up. Now, if you pick it up or not, okay, your loot you can never change your gear. Your gear is your gear, and I know this is gonna be this is gonna be a big problem for majority of the babies out there. And I'm calling babies because they bitched about it in the nightfall in Destiny, where you bid your loadout, it was locked, and you could never change it. Okay. That's basically how Anthem is. So Anthem is you put your guns on, you put your components and mods on, you leave Fort Tarsus to go in the world, and if you find guns, you cannot activate those guns onto your loadout. All your stuff goes back to Fort Tarsus, and you can load it when you go back there. I guarantee you people will complain and bitch about this, and it will get changed, even though I think it's a phenomenal idea. Um, because they don't want you in menu systems, right? Oh, let me see what this gun is. Let me see. Like, you're in the action. 
you're in the action, get into the action. Beat the guys, and if you can't beat the guy because you have the wrong loadout or whatever, then you go back to Fort Tarsus, load up the right thing, get the right javelin, go back, and then kill the, the person you want to be, right? Uh, servers will be dedicated at launch. Right? Servers are dedicated. Pilot customization will be limited compared to javelins. All right? So there's, let's say there's only like 10 or 15 looks that you can you, you can do. But you're going to be in your javelin, and there's hundreds, if not thousands, of different ways you can look in your javelins. Uh, Anthem will have a, a replayability difficult uh, difficulty quests in the end game. Um, so it says contracts are, are early. Early game bounty is meant to offer advice, or advance to new players. Uh, guide them through where they have to go. But in the end game, the same system evolves and becomes a bit more evolved and rewarding. Okay. So there is dailies, weeklies, and monthlies. Now get this. The dailies per day, there's a bronze, silver, gold system, I believe. Now this is not for sure, but in the weeklies and monthlies, you let's say you have to kill uh, this particular character a certain amount of times. Let's say uh, a titan. Yeah, but Ta that's not that's hold, not hold run on. down. No, it's, it is. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, it's something you learn. No, 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 no. It's in your thing. It's a weekly bounty, monthly bounty, and a daily bounty. So their weekly bounties, the way they are, is let's say I have to kill a titan, a certain titan, five times. Once I kill him five times, it goes from the weekly bronze bounty. It then switches to silver. Okay, and then the silver. Sort of like combinations in Sea of Thieves, right? And then you have to kill five more, and you have to kill 15 of them. And if you kill 15 of them, you get the silver bounty complete. And then if you kill, like, 50 of them, you get the gold bounty complete. So there's dailies, monthlies, and weeklies that change all the time, and they're constantly... I don't know if there's more than bronze, silver, and gold. We'll see. But we'll, we'll see, see about that. Uh, loot is per player, not for group. So if you kill a person, I'm going to see what I get. You're going to see what you get, which is completely different. It's per player. Uh, weapons appearance cannot be changed at launch. So you can't change any of the appearances of the guns at launch, but it will be down at the end. Uh, content will be added for free after launch. No season pass for Anthem. Official. No season pass. Not paying anything. Players can have multiple pilots to replay the story alone or with friends. So if I have a character that I want to play with by myself, and then I have a character that I can play with you, you can do that. Harder difficulties will be unlocked from the start. We already talked about that. There's three levels plus... There's three levels after the fact. Uh, the hardest difficulty doesn't become available until max level, which is nice. The entire campaign can be played alone, which is nice. New activities will become available after the campaign, which we talked about already. Uh, players can reconnect to the game if they get disconnected. So we're in a match. All of a sudden, I get disconnected. You're like, ah, oh, this is so stupid. You can come right back in with the, with the crew that you're in. Enemies can be uh, afflicted by multiple stats effects simultaneously. So if I give them an effect, you give them an effect, I give them another effect. Multiple, they get they get stacked up on top of. Uh, which will be which which would make some for some great boss burning when people figure out what the combo initiators are. Right, right. Loot drops for all javelins, not just the one that you're currently in. So it's sort of like in Destiny, you're a hunter. All of a sudden, a Titan helmet drops. So they'll go make you play your Titan. So you'll you'll be in your Ranger or your or your Storm, and the Colossus thing will drop for you. And you but it's not like Destiny because you can swap javelins anytime uh, once you have them. All well, javelins. That, that's also kind of curious. If I'm if I'm in if I'm inside the Colossus, 
when I get drop gear, will it drop for anything or just Colossus? No, it, it'll drop. It can it can drop for anything. For anything. Okay. For anything. Yeah. All javelins travel the same speed, but some handle differently. So they all travel the same speed, but the way they maneuver is slower or faster based on that. Okay. Um. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, loot scales even when players playing with friends. So if I'm a level 10, you're a level 1, I'm playing in your world, when I kill that boss, the boss will drop something my level, and when you play it, he'll drop something your level, which is nice. Uh, even free right. play... Right. Even free play mode has a difficulty setting. So before you go out into free play, you can say, I want it easy, medium, or hard, which is very nice. Um, gear drops are based on the overall level, not on what you equipped. So it doesn't matter what you have equipped. You can have the shittiest things equipped, but your gear score is going to always you're you're always going to progress with gear to have better gear, not what, based on what's what you have on you, but based on what your total gear score is. Uh, javelins will likely get new abilities as content is added. Uh, experiences will still count towards something after max level, but we don't know what that is yet. Uh, crafting materials are gained from salvaging items and collecting from the world, which I like. If you want to craft something, you go around the world, click all this stuff. Uh, and collect. If you don't want to do that, then you don't have to craft anything. You can just go buy your stuff. Um, let me see what Take just said. Off topic. Uh, no need to respond. Oh, okay. I won't respond to that then. Um, Anthem won't have a player versus player at launch, and I hope, I hope they don't do it at all, because this game can be so good, right? If you want PvP, there's plenty of PvP games out there, right? Plenty of PvP games out there. I hope. I hope they do not add PvP. And if they do add PvP, I hope it's something like Andromeda's PvP. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like match-based type stuff. And if they do, they have to implement separate weapons. If you implement PvP and they're connected like Destiny, you've just fucked the whole game. In my opinion. And in fact, you fucked the whole game. Because yeah, then you have to start balancing. And you do all right. kinds of shit. Right. Yes. You never have to nerf anything because no NPC is picking up the phone calling Bioware and saying, I'm being picked on. I, I, I'm going to be honest, bro. I, I'll be honest. I don't think currently the way the game is structured that you could have PvP because think about the combinations of the weapons. Yeah. If I if I shoot you with a specific gun that primes you and then I have to use another gun to set off the combo, that kind of that kind of combat right. in a right. PvP would be ridiculous. Right? Because you you wouldn't be doing direct damage. You'd be waiting for the guy to hit you with two different guns in order to set off a chain reaction to blow you up. You know what I mean? It's not direct fire and who wins. So I don't think they can do it. I'll be honest. I don't think it would break the game as far as balancing goes because the synergy of the weapons in the PvE world in this game are way different than doing a PvP match. Right. Uh, there will be fast travel in the game. Um, this, is, this is a big one I like. Even failed missions can be rewarding. So, me and you go into a match. We're in there for 30 minutes. We can't beat this boss just because we're not strong enough or we don't have the light loadout. We still get XP. We still get the drops. We still get to keep all that. There was a game, Battleborn. That you'd be in there for 45 minutes when it first came out, and you would die, and you would get nothing. You would get nothing. And I was just like, and I've always talked about respect the player's time. And they're doing that. They're doing that multiple times in this game. Um, high, high rarity items don't have uh, an equip limit, which we talked about, exotics and stuff. Players can save their favorite javelin loadouts. There's four loadouts plus the default, so there's five. So you have a default loadout, and then you can customize four other loadouts. So you can change on the fly. Uh, yes. Would, would I would I have to go I, back I, to the I don't the know if station? you can do that. I don't know if you can do that. I think you still have to go back to 
I think you still have to go back. Wait, it says uh, players will be able to save a loadout for when they go out into the world. No, you still have to go back to the to the tower, but you you can automatically build it. You don't have to build it each right. time. Right, that's cool. The bigger your group is, the harder the game. So the more people you have in your group, the Water harder it is. Okay. Uh, armor is cosmetic components carry all the stats. So your cosmetic doesn't mean anything. Like the way you look is it, but the components inside your thing is what the, what the real stuff is. Players who are away from keyboard or uh, for long periods of time will be kicked out, but you can rejoin as long as that slot is still open. So if we're playing with four people, someone had to go to the restroom. He's gone for like 20 minutes, comes back. He can join us right in as long as we didn't invite well, anybody well, else in. Mechanics, mechanics giving away here. That, that would have to be like if we're together, we're friends. It knows we're friends, like either Xbox or PlayStation. When he drops, it doesn't matter automatically open it up to some idiot just jumping in. Right. If there's somebody who wants to jump in, it says so-and-so wants to jump in. Do you allow? Or you're waiting for your friend who can jump right back in. That's a mechanic I want to see. Right. Uh, weapons can be crafted by blueprints if you're lucky enough to get one. This is why I think blueprints are going to be hard to come by. But at the same time, I think you're going to find a lot of them inside the demo because they want to show you them. Um, combo bonuses only work for the first player who detonates, who detonates it. Uh, we talked about that one. Playing with low-level friends will scale to your, will scale you back. So if I'm level ten, and you're playing at level one, it'll scale me back a little bit, but I still get drops at my level. If that makes sense. Javelins can share weapons that belong to the same pilot. Okay. Um, players won't be able to inspect gear, friends' gear at launch, but they've already said they've already put that in. Ammunition drops for specific weapon types. Uh, there is no timer on respawn. So if we're down, we're trying to do a mission, it's either you come and revive me or I complete it by myself and then you get revived at, at the end of that. Uh, difficulty setting mainly bolsters health and damage. So if you play on easy, your health and your damage output is, I would assume, does more at easy. And the harder you go, it goes less and less. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no content scales above four players. So whatever the four players is, the content doesn't scale above whatever the max is. Uh, all the elements have different effects. Uh, loot can be swapped mid-mission. Oh, can't. Sorry. Loot can't be swapped mid-mission. Cannot. So you have to go back to the tower or the, the bay, whatever it's called, launch bay. Enemies will fight each other, not just you, which is nice. So you can pin them against each other if you must. Um, and that's it. That's basically it. So... Look, I'm super excited for this game. Tomorrow at noon, I'm going to be playing it. Uh, I know you guys were asking me. I can play it on PC, but I'm going to play it on Xbox because it doesn't take up... It takes up... I have, like, terabytes of storage on my Xbox. On my PC, I'm running short, and I need to free, like, something like 40 gigs. And I didn't have the room. I think it was, like, 36 gigs. Um, so I didn't have the room. So I'm playing on, I'm playing on Xbox. Um, so you guys are more welcome if you see me. Uh, the Alliance, the way it works, is that's the guild, right? So if you want to be a part of my alliance or if I'm going to be a part of your alliance, if you're on my friends list already on Xbox, uh, you're a part of the alliance. I can You can literally join in on anybody that's in your friends list at any time, uh, and that's your alliance. And then I think there's another step above that one within the alliance. Um, and what I like about the alliance, this is cool, there's rankings inside of it, okay, based on what you do. So people that are higher level make more money, and then you can donate the money towards the guild or the alliance, right? which unlocks certain bonuses and stuff like that, which is cool. So they, they'll go more into, in, into that uh, later on. Um, what else? I think, I think that's it. Um, that's the end of the show. 
That's uh, episode 156 in the can. Uh, if you'd like to follow Jen underscore X underscore gaming on Twitter, go ahead right above. Follow me at 30 and still gaming. Uh, follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Uh, we're here live every single Thursday, uh, or most Thursdays, 43 weeks of the year, um, at 8 p.m. Eastern on Mixer. If you like what you see, please hit that follow button. Uh, follow 30 and still gaming on Mixer. That's the main channel, obviously. You can listen to this podcast, this past broadcast, the audio version on iTunes. Uh, if you do listen to there, make sure you comment and rate on iTunes. Uh, you can also listen to us on anchor.fm. If you want to be a part of the show, you can listen, uh, hit that favorite star button on the, uh, the podcast episodes. Uh, you can applaud and you can also message me and you can ask questions and you can join in on the podcast on the audio version. Uh, we do micro episodes called GXG micro episodes that are only audio version only. If you like to listen to those, make sure you hit the follow button over on anchor or iTunes. Uh, other than that, um, I'm not going to stream tonight. I'm not, I'm not streaming. Uh, so there is no game. Sarge, do you want to do any kind of extra talk or not? Or are you done for the night? No, I'm going to, I'm stepping out. After okay. This. So there is no after show tonight. There was an after show last week. Other than that, guys, I do appreciate you guys hanging out and watching. Make sure you hit that follow button and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 9 30 AM back here. And then we'll be back, uh, for Anthem tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon at noon. See you guys then. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.